thousand years since we've talked to you but it's only <laughs> been about a month yeah no it's it's funny you know? it's a uh, tell me about it it's uh it's so funny because i, I mean there's i don't have much to contribute to the to the channel per se um other than this podcast and various uh bcast stuff but it's uh it was funny being eager like to record this one just because i had finally played like a game relatively <laughs> like relatively consistently and then yeah. uh and then to have uh you know some yeah. Some uh, some time constraints Stuff. pop up in the middle of that, but we'll a relevant uh-huh. game, I'd say. Yeah, very relevant a, game. A zeitgeist. A surprise. A surprise, you could say, but we'll allude to that much later. If you've yeah. listened to other gaming podcasts, you probably already know what we're talking about, but we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, uh, well, I assume we are rocking and rolling. So before yeah, we go so. forward, we should probably mention that Ben had a child. He made <laughs> yeah. he made a human. Yeah, my my wife and I had a baby this week. Uh, was that this week or last week? Has it, uh, last I don't week. even remember. She's she's a week old today. So good lord, um, ah, big yeah. GGs, man. Big thank, GGs. Thank you so much. So you yeah. did it. Yeah, you we did it, a, man. We had a little baby girl. Everyone's doing well now, and it's uh, it's it's going very very well. So thanks so much. How boys. you sleeping, buddy? Last night was <laughs> last night was pretty good. Last couple mm-hmm. nights have been well. pretty good. I anticipate like not relying on anything. Always expecting. Yeah. Um, like not. I don't count anything as consistent. I I always assume something like every, every, tonight could be a nightmare. Like you just never know, and you don't <laughs> yeah, want to yeah, yeah. don't want to rest on any laurels. But it's been all in all, it's been it's been amazing. It's been so much fun. It's nice to be home with uh, with my wife and child and and to spend time together. And we are very fortunate to be where we are geographically as well. Um. Mm. So it's uh things are uh pretty much normal which is very uh we do not take that for granted for sure yeah, yeah. isn't there um isn't there like a rough period where the baby teeth start coming through for the first time yeah teething, teething right yeah. that'll be that'll be coming down the road she's still it's got a little ways off right still, still got them gummies in there and, yeah but uh no she's she's bright eyed she's got a head full of hair she's beautiful oh yeah she's got more hair than me <laughs> 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 She's got four heads. It's funny because we saw it on the ultrasound, and I was like, "Sarah, there's ha-, like the ultrasound tech called it out." She's like, "Yeah, there's some hair there," and I was like, "Sarah, there, like I can see the hair." And Sarah was like, "You can't see the hair. It's like peach fuzz." And I was like, "I see it wiry in there, dog." But- yeah, those um, what do they call it when they scan the stomach? Ultrasound. Like, ultrasound. Yeah. They are crazy now. Yeah, yeah. they've gotten Holy pretty. Shit. Tiny. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, those. The, yeah, like I, I sent some pics to you guys from one of the ultrasounds, oh. and it's like, yeah. it's, it's... With, all, with all due respect, Ben, I hated it. Yeah, for sure. I hated it. I understand. It's like, ah! It was so scary to me. It was like, <laughs> oh my god, that's a spine, and it's like not formed yet. I was like, holy uh, shit, that's life being made. Yeah. Well, Before we... it's just like a blob of like a marshmallow with a smiley face on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- well, yeah, that's just it. It's like because. Um, while we were doing that ultrasound, we saw the baby do a full leg and arm stretch out. So it was like so ah, wild to see it happen inside and then to see it happen on the outside, inside. Like it was very ah. obscure. Yeah. <laughs> some, some concepts yeah. for sure. Seeing your baby Crazy move in shit. two different places is very weird. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but there, it was a live stream, basically. She's live streaming. Yeah, for real. Uh, 
complete break. They have but to yeah. start them young nowadays to compete with, with all the other <laughs> yeah all the other it, streamers, content creator and influencers out there. Not a unique idea under the sun, so might as well get fetal streamers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my um, god! <laughs> but uh, I've uh, just <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna bother. Nah, I was able to play uh, some games leading up into the birth. Uh, baby was born a week early, but I was still able to get. A uh, lot of a lot of gaming in before, and been able to get a little bit of gaming in since the birth, which has been nice. So we got a yeah. good, we got some good. I feel like parenthood. Well. I feel like I've seen a lot of journalists have like a really good gaming, you know, time when they have a newborn. Mm. Because you know your job for a little bit, if you're a stay-at-home dad slash mom, is just look look at the baby and make sure it's fed and doesn't die. So you yeah. just sit <laughs> yeah. on the couch with the little toddler and just make sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty much doing all right. It's four check boxes right now. It's just feed, change, sleep, and soothe. And uh, and that's that's pretty much it, and and that's that does open up a lot of uh, a lot of downtime. But like I said before, don't take any of it for granted. <laughs> Just uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but no, it's been it's been good. Got my setup upstairs, and and you see that now. You see a lot of like gaming journalists with their toddlers and stuff like that. You see these <clears throat> large baby men having babies, and it's interesting watching <laughs> them navigate that. It's very fun True. watching them do that. So, True. Oh. um, but oh. uh. But yeah, we have a lot's gone down in a way <laughs> since then. Okay, yeah. so I had originally suggested uh, when we, we the last episode went up uh, September seventeenth, so a little over oh, a month wow. ago, yeah. and I had suggested like ten days after that that we needed to re- do a podcast just to catch up on all the news because there was so mm-hmm. much shit that happened in late September. Mm-hmm. I have subsequently forgotten all of it, um, but it did happen uh, theoretically. Yeah. And there was a lot. Uh, I can't remember. Like they, the, all the pre-orders for all the consoles happened. Yeah. The PlayStation got its price and date and right. game more games and launch stuff sorted out. Was um, Halo delayed? When Halo we was delayed in like three months mm. ago, Joe. That was okay. that was that was <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was <laughs> actually that might have only been in the last podcast, but it was. Okay. It is that's old news. Oh, I don't know anymore. Um, <laughs> Microsoft bought Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. wow. Big th- th- new GPUs came out. Yeah. Uh, this like it's just been it's been a lot. There's been a lot of tech happenings over the last month. So I don't know mm. where to start. I think yeah. the Bethesda one is the biggest because yeah, that was the one that made me. I <clears throat> I I uh, I woke up somewhat early. I was, it was like seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, I'm just going to immediately open Twitter because it's just one of those mornings. Mm-hmm. And I was still in bed. And the first thing I saw was Jason Schreier tweeting, Bethesda might be buying or Microsoft might be buying ZeniMax. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay." And then like five minutes later on the timeline, Beth- uh, Xbox tweeting, we have bought Bethesda slash yeah. ZeniMax for $7.5 billion. And I literally out loud at seven in the morning said, holy fuck. Yeah, I think I audibly said, holy fuck out loud. Like, I can't uh, believe it. Uh, because it's, that is so insane. $7 billion. It's oh like $7.5 billion is an obscene amount of money for it's, a video game purchase. It, it's a move that like, if you have the capital, like, and I know, like, we're, we we probably won't talk too much about what people have already talked into the ground about um, yeah. in regards to this deal. But, like, Phil Spencer recently saying that um, they don't need to ship 
uh, Bethesda games on other consoles in order to recoup the the, the deal. Yeah. I I totally believe it. I totally well, believe I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft is like depending on the day of the week, they are the richest company on planet Earth. You know, mm-hmm. like they're they're one of three that are closing in on two trillion dollars. So. Yeah. They they can afford just about anything, you know. They can afford to buy like Disney, you know. Like that's how big Microsoft is. It's weird. It's just wild. But it's crazy, man. It's crazy to see them like spend that for gaming stuff because yeah. like not very long ago, uh, when what's we, his name? You know, took we over thought they Microsoft. were kind of given up. Well, yeah. Like when Microsoft got its new CEO after Balmer stepped down. I think what's his name? Satya Nadella. Mm. He, when he took over in like twenty, I don't know, 2012, 2013, 2014 in that era, mm-hmm. uh, like he was just like, like he outright was saying, you know, we don't know if we're even going to keep Xbox as a division mm-hmm. because it was in such a weird place at the time, obviously with the Xbox One and Don Matrick and all that <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just crazy that in six or seven years, Phil Spencer is now the head of the division, reports directly to him, and mm-hmm. he has completely changed the CEO's mind on the whole thing and. They're like tripling down on on gaming stuff, which is a good thing. Yes, uh, <clears throat> reassuring, I'd say, because I I think only like two podcasts ago I was yeah. talking about Xbox and how it just felt like they weren't even trying. Yeah, like in it's July being... before their event, even after their event, it was just then, like, yeah, uh, what do you what what are they doing? Like, do you care but, yeah. anymore? Because they're like really... we're not competing against PlayStation, and then yeah. they didn't like come to the <gasps> table with anything. And I was like, oh, I feel like they're just kind of petering off and not, like, bothering. I really yeah. thought this might be their last gen and they were going to become a software company. I but still like, think that's a possibility. Don't... I but don't know, man. I, I don't know, yeah. Hard, like, seven years is so dollars? hard to... It's so hard to even say, you know, seven years from now what will be happening with technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's a huge know. investment. But they're at least here to play for this gen. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, oh, it's just going to be Sony when it comes to this little area of the uh, video game industry. Mm -hmm. Nintendo doesn't really count when you're, you know, thinking about these AAA Nintendo is like living on the moon, like smoking weeds. You know, I don't want it to be just Sony Mm -hmm. with a monopoly over this, like, AAA shiny video games. So it's. Well, good um, news. Now there are only two companies with the monopoly over everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. There's. Yeah, that's the other side of the Bethesda purchases. It's like, okay, that's a big, that's a huge deal for Microsoft. Also, it kind of of sucks, (laughs) right? Like, it's Microsoft, one of the biggest and wealthiest corporations ever in human history, buying even more things. It's the same. It's the same thing with like Disney buying Fox. It's just like, oh no! Like Bethesda isn't double fine. (laughs) It's not like oh, cool little indie. You know, this is like one of the they bought one of the E three press conferences. That, that yeah, is a very did. good way of putting it. I, saw, I, I think shit. I saw someone say it like that. I was like, yeah, this is, there there were once five conferences, what, right? right? UB, EA, yeah. Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, Bethesda. So six. Now there are only five because Microsoft now owns an entire oh, hour slot of video cute. games. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, you know. But... I, you know, all their stuff will come out on PC, so I don't give a fuck. Well, yeah, to, mm-hmm. to, to swing back to uh, Satya Nadella, um, he mm-hmm. came up as uh, the president of Microsoft's cloud uh, infrastructure. Right. So, like, and we see that now. Like, we're seeing that payoff to oh, yeah. Xbox with xCloud and stuff like that. So, it's very, it, to your point about him doing a 180 uh, on Xbox, mm-hmm. it's, it's telling that they really wanted to make a platform that could be cloud supported. And that's going to be interesting to see, especially with him at the top. And this, like, the pathway they're taking yeah. on the Xbox, it's going to be, I don't know. It's, it's a nice, for both parties, 
like last gen 2011 12 13 into the into the ps4 xbox one launch everyone was like really unsure about what games were doing and if consoles were even viable like that was the Mm -hmm. the era of facebook games uh, not not to be confused with facebook gaming yeah uh, um stuff like farmville and then mobile games were like skyrocketing right yeah mm-hmm. and analysts <laughs> and developers like ubisoft like these big developers and the companies microsoft especially were like completely unsure of whether or not console gaming had a another generation in it after the ps4 mm-hmm. that's why the launch like two it took like two years before we got games on the ps4 on and the xbox because all the dev, dev, devs were like, uh, do we really want to? And then it became pretty clear that, you know, people want these things. And it's nice going into this gen where both companies are like, and games in general are, are like, yes, consoles are a thing people want. People want real video games mm-hmm. on yeah. their TV with a console. And they, and both companies are like super committed to that, which is great. Yeah. And there's but no nice. bullshit. Yeah. In that, in that vein, what I find, to that point, it's like, I can definitely see how... It's like where, what, what are games? Where are games going to go next? And I'm glad yeah. that this is the gen where they realize that maybe it's not about where, it's not about what, where the games are going to go. It's about making the platform good enough to slingshot the games in the future with better loading and yeah, more streamlined infrastructure and all this. Crap. It's not like yeah, the question is not are games going to be around. It's like what the hell are they going to be like? Yeah, that's and that's way more. Yeah, there's no. Like gaming in the, this gen, especially even just in the last like four years, gaming really cemented itself and locked itself down. Mm-hmm. And be like, yeah, we're not fucking around, you know. Yeah. Like it's it's a very mainstream thing now, which yeah, is great. We're it's, in it's your taken home. forty years. We're in your but pocket. It got there. Yeah, yeah, we're everywhere now, and people everywhere play games, even when they think they don't. Like yeah. people, my mom plays Scrabble every day on her fucking iPad. Like she's a gamer, <laughs> yeah. technically. Yeah. You <laughs> technically, know? yeah. Um, and that's great. I, You're I, right. When the... it comes to uh, finances, it's been like the most insane gen. Like, oh, it yeah. hasn't naturally progressed like a double and a double and a double. Like this gen has just been just ridiculous. We probably yeah. have Fortnite to thank for a lot of just the the metrics to back mm-hmm. up that gaming is viable, even though mm-hmm. that's like a one in a million uh, case study. But still, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, just in general, you know, I mean, the P- the PS4 has sold like 115 million units. That, mm-hmm. Like that's that's crazy. It is crazy. That's almost COVID PS2. didn't exactly hurt either, except for, you know, game development. Yeah, people have... That's been the interesting thing, is I think most of this year, people, you know, when we had stopped saying, oh, these consoles are definitely not shipping this year, when everyone got over that dumb fear, and then where they were like, no one's going to buy these consoles, everyone's broke. And it's like, that might actually be true. The broke part of it might be true. <clears throat> um, uh, huh. Oh, God. And, um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh God! More on that um, later. The the <laughs> the broke part of it is somewhat true after this year for a lot of people. Not necessarily literally, but you know it's been a tough year financially for lots of people. Mm-hmm. But they people have also literally done fucking nothing this yeah. whole year there's an and haven't spent their now. money on anything. And if there's one thing people love to do, no matter how poor they might be, it's spend their money on mm-hmm. things. Hell yeah! And this with the GPUs. Granted, the GPU situation is different because of the supply chain, but the consoles especially, it was just like, oh, yep, they have all sold out, you know, in five minutes. Everyone yeah. is desperate to buy these things and or or more expensive things like the 3080. <clears throat> and um, should we segue? Do you want to use yeah, it as a segue? Sure. Yeah, and that's great. It's it's cool that people are buying these consoles. I guess. I mean, or, or at least motivated to. 
yeah, they people are excited to spend their money, <laughs> which is great for these massive massive corporations that want to siphon all that money from us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. what people are, baby? Hell yeah. people are buying them for the games or for the cloud? Those consoles are going to sell. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I mean launch launch stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much always sells out. Doesn't really matter. You know, it's only like a million or two million globally, mm-hmm. but that's that's still a lot. It is. It, oh yeah. yeah. Um, so since the last podcast, we've had numerous pre-order windows and opportunities to purchase a lot of next-gen peripherals in regards to yeah. consoles and GPUs. So how did you boys, if you guys want to, if, if you guys want to ratchet up the scoreboard for the folks at home, how'd you boys fare out in your halls for the next generation products? Poorly. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> no, literally, I'm yeah. poor. <laughs> well, it was pretty unfortunate timing for me. Oh, here. Uh, you know, the result would get to it, but yeah. the timing was bad because I went away on uh, the first vacation of the year. Uh, just a little local England <clears throat> seaside holiday with the family. A little staycation. Uh, and I knew that the uh, the 3080, the GPUs were coming out, but I don't think I knew the PlayStation 5 pre-orders were also happening no, we while didn't I was know. away yeah. no. with nothing but a mobile phone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mobile phones, they're not <clears throat> prehistoric. They're still they're pretty good technology. But I just find when you're trying to do things snappy yeah. mm-hmm. on a browser, the mobile phone is not really what you want to be using. No. Um, so I, I was just nervous about, I was going to say I was nervous about the PlayStation, but I don't think I actually really had time to be nervous because holy shit, it just happened so fast. Yeah. The, the PlayStation, like they had their, the, they were having their press conference the same day that the 3080 launched, I think, or maybe it was the day before. I don't remember. It was, I think one day earlier. Yeah. And there was no expectations that pre-orders were going to open that day. Mm -hmm. Um, but they did. Um, and it was a giant shit show. The, yeah. They were supposed to open the next day, but Sony gave retailers no clear messaging, and so retailers just said, "Fuck it, we'll yeah. we'll go live." And it was a it was a mess for like eight hours. Yeah, I'm interested yeah, to hear your least. perspective because I was <laughs> basically asleep for the whole right. NA kerfuffle. It was yeah. really I don't know what happened on my end. Uh, spoilers: I did get a PlayStation Five pre order. Yeah, but I was I was in bed. Um, just about to go on a little snooze. And I saw a tweet from a pretty niche Twitter um, page that I follow. It's IGN UK Deals. Uh, oh, sure. Just mm. a Twitter page about, you know, discounts yeah. and stuff like that. And it has like three to 4,000 followers. Wow. And like, I, I don't know what time it was. It's quite early because as soon as I'm with my family, my sleeping schedule gets kind of fixed. Mm. It's probably like 1130 at night. They just tweeted that there was pre-orders at Game Game.co.uk, mm-hmm. wow. a UK uh, distributor, and I just I just casually got one in bed and went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Drat. <laughs> that sucks. And I was uh, like, oh, all right, that's pretty good. I hope uh, hope it goes well for the boys. It seemed pretty easy. <laughs> Andy ended up doing pretty much the same thing. He was up on NA time for whatever reason, while I was still up at like eleven. <laughs> 10.30, I think, p.m. Pacific time, which Jesus. is like, I don't know, 6.30 a.m. Yeah. So maybe he had already woken up. No, he was just going to sleep, I think, he said. Who for the knows? Folks, boys up to for, the, for the folks at home, we do cover a lot of time zones as far as the <laughs> yeah. staff oh, goes. Yeah. Um, and I was keeping an eye on things because Canadian... So Canadian pre-orders, I was at Costco, and I started seeing tweets that like... Oh, Best Buy went live with pre-orders. Uh, oh, Best Buy has sold out. Best Buy Canada. And then, like, 
the source which is uh, i don't even know if that exists in the u.s anymore a few uh, formerly smaller, radio shack <clears throat> right yes a few of the smaller aka not amazon like walmart open pre-orders and i was watching and i was like oh fuck and that was over the course of like three hours while i was out and about i kept checking my phone and seeing poppings popping up canadian things popping up so but i wanted to get it from amazon because delivery time is good right mm -hmm. obviously and um then i got home amazon still hadn't gone live so i was in full hunting mode when i got home and uh from about seven until eventually eleven thirty that night and i was watching twitter and everything and i saw andy had said he had missed on out on getting one and was trying to secure a u.s pre-order because he has a u.s address that he can ship to and then i saw amazon u.s there was someone had found a link that or they had created a link they had like parsed the link that oh, a little it, back door yeah it added nice. the ps5 directly to the cart mm. and took you to check out with the one link and it was before the ps5 page and tweet had gone out for amazon so I sent Andy a message and he had lit, he like 12 seconds after I sent that message, he did what you did sort of. And just, he just thought, I'm just going to check my phone one last time. Oh and my God. and he, I, he had just gotten my message like 10 seconds prior and he managed oh, to get yeah. that. Oh so that's how he got his. And then I, I, after like three hours gave up and went and was sitting on my couch with crying Twitter open on my iPad while I was watching. I don't know what I was watching. And it was, and then at like 10, 50, no, it was 11 o'clock Pacific time, Amazon's, Amazon Canada's page went up for the digital edition. And I sprinted over to my PC, clicked three times and got it. And four minutes later, literally four minutes later, it was sold out. Oh, um, uh, and I don't think it has come back into stock anywhere since. Maybe I haven't really been paying much attention to the to the console stuff after securing the PlayStation because I, I don't care. Mm. Uh, I have kept my ear to the ground on the graphics card stuff, which we can get to mm. next. Um, but I think it has been hard to get a pre-order for these consoles because they happened quickly and it was a mess. Yeah. it uh, I, In my heart, <clears throat> break, like where we needed uh, strength in digital marketplaces the most for yep. people to be able to pre-order these consoles it like it was it incredibly frustrating that everybody was like eh we're just gonna do it as it goes along like it's like everybody's yeah. home <laughs> like just the timing of it all it was just so random yeah it, i to, think to, though, to create the panic it was to create the panic to go get one like i if, do think though that in the end playstation's method might have actually ended up working out best in terms of ordering from your computer because when xbox did it everything i online everything was down immediately mm -hmm. when the mm -hmm. you know nine o'clock unlocked and then the gpu stuff is a whole other world but the playstation one because it was such a clusterfuck i feel like i don't know i i it if playstation had done a nice scheduled thing i feel like it would have been more stressful for me to get one it's so hard uh, to yeah. say that's so hard to say though uh, yeah and it's hard to say because i didn't try to get an xbox but i did pay attention to it mm -hmm. on the xbox launch day pre-order launch day and people like every website was down instantly and yeah. it was apparently a pain in the ass to get yeah i don't and disagree with that where you know and obviously if you're doing it in a store that's a different story of course um and but the playstation one like all the websites in canada stayed up um but it did result in like six hours of frantically hitting refresh <laughs> mm. until you until i got it so I, I i don't think there's any good solution to it except for 
digital retailers need to have a good digital retail website. Mm-hmm. And Amazon is pretty much the only one left that doesn't explode when a hot new item goes live. It turns yeah. out. As it uh, shouldn't, but... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would if Amazon went down when something went live, then that would be like unprecedented. <laughs> the, the, then the stock, yeah. yeah, the stock is plummeting because they have web services. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, the, I I know somebody who tried to pre-order an Xbox alongside me, but they were trying to do it <laughs> online. Um, yeah, and I'll explain my my pre-order story very quickly in a second. But um, yeah, very much a hassle. They had six to seven tabs open through Best Buy, yeah. Ga- EB Games. Um, everywhere like walmart anything and just no luck whatsoever um mm. as i alluded to before my <laughs> uh, my earth location is very fortunate so i was yeah. able to walk to eb games and pre-order it in person i was the i sh- pre-orders went live at 11 or at noon i showed up at 9 a.m um and i was the 11th person in line um when i was able to talk to the eb game staff uh, well first off they were surprised i was able to even get the 11th because they had gotten uh less playstations um in both the digital and non-digital versions than they had gotten less than 11 of both of those consoles um and they while in line they came out and said they did not have any series s's at all for pre-order so if you wanted a series s get going that's an interesting thing and i'll let you get but just the 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 digital versus physical stuff uh, for discs, disc like discless versus disc console, it seems like for launch at least the allocation from Sony is like seventy percent disc, yeah, thirty percent digital. Same for Xbox, it sounds like as well, um, which is surprising. But I guess they probably want to get people to buy the more expensive edition, yeah, at launch because you know people that are buying a console at launch are are the more hardcore and they're fine with spending the extra hundred dollars. I think, but. It's interesting. I suspect in like two years, it'll be the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think imagine. sometimes we maybe overestimate <laughs> how many people have excellent internet. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's Not a good point. Very and people like point. to, you know, trade their games in and stuff like that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, for me, um, hundred it's almost $150 cheaper with taxes, the way taxes are in Canada, between the digital and the disc for the PS5. And that's that's like insane. Bonkers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it was uh, like 100 quid. 150 bucks or 130 bucks for a disc drive that I'll never use is nuts. Um, yeah. But yes, anyway, sorry, go back. Uh, no, that's okay. Pre-order stuff. No, it, it, so, um, yeah, they were, uh, the, there was former staff in line and staff I was able to talk to who I knew, and they said, um, yeah, they said they were surprised to get that many Series X units um, and that they would be surprised if anywhere else locally would have anything more than them. So I was able to yeah. secure an Xbox Series X pre-order. I got paid off and very excited and very grateful to be yeah. having an extra machine. Um, not not yeah. to like um, give any hints to where you live, Ben, but you don't exactly live in like a tiny rural village. There's more no. than ten people there that want want an Xbox. Yeah, uh, like we, I live in the province of or the capital of my province, so it's uh, like it's yeah. It's certainly, despite the fact that there would be other retailers, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I that's why I was like. I wanted to be on and ready to go, get in line. Like that was the surefire, the the surest bet. To get a console was to just go get yeah. the line and and uh, <clears throat> and, it, and it paid off. It's, and, <laughs> no, it's boys, we did it. It's, it's funny to think about how little effort and thought I gave getting a PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because, like I, I told the story in our chat. Like I mm-hmm. emailed Shoppers Drug Mart, which is a Canadian brand of farm. They're a pharmacy store. They're they're a pharmacy. Yeah. 
Um, but they do carry some electronics. London Drugs is a similar thing where they there's like a weirdly mm. little one half of an aisle that has electronics for whatever fucking reason. And I saw on their website, like, I don't know, I think it was like maybe a week before the PlayStation launched. I was like, oh, I wonder how I'm going to get one of these. Uh, and then I, I just had a random thought of like, shoppers, do, do they have consoles? And they did. And I emailed the manager and I'm like, can I pre-order the PS4? And he's like, yeah, it's the only one we have. They only get one Man. console. I mean, I'm in rural like Ontario. It's oh like the only pharmacy. For, I would have to drive like 25 minutes to get to a Best Buy. And uh, he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. You can come pick it up on launch day. And I just walked in. And they were like, oh, you're here for the PlayStation? You're Jameson? I'm like, yep. And then I just swiped my card and walked home. And That's... I was home at like yeah. 9.20 in the morning. And it was amazing. And I just... The idea of doing that in 2020 seems <laughs> yeah. pretty much completely impossible because yeah. of how thirsty everyone is for it, mm. which is I didn't, cool. Um, I didn't even get my PS4 myself. It was an early <clears throat> Christmas present for my parents. Oh. And they, you know, they my mum wouldn't have been hitting F5 on Amazon. No. I, she just would have been like, all right, you know, it's an early present. I'll pick it up for you and send it to your university flat. And that was it. And that Wild. was a launch day, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. We, yeah. Dean and I were living together. Um and I, I can't remember how we went about pre-ordering the console itself, but I went and picked up both of our consoles at midnight and took them home right. and woke him up and we installed Call of Duty Ghosts and, <laughs> and Resogun and then you went, huh. Yeah. Oh. This and controller then you turned is heavy. It off. <laughs> and then I went to bed, yeah, because I had to work at fucking six the next morning or some shit. But uh, it's, I, like, yeah, it's weird. They, they just built an aforementioned Chopper's Drug Mart, a new one, like, literally around the corner for me and like every time i go in there i'm like i feel like i could probably get a playstation here just because of jameson's story <laughs> you never know <laughs> you should yeah, honestly no. yeah you never know they have it, a, yeah they have, they have a one x bundle there with fallen order and battle front two and it's like it's 350 probably bucks, like, Holy shit. spruced up their electronics division over the years because mm. i mean that was like seven years ago now yeah. um but yeah that was my that's wow. my playstation story and it was great yeah. it was fantastic <clears throat> And then the the Xbox One I got when I was uh, traveling. I was in Utah, and uh, I was up really early because I was on East Coast time, but it was uh, whatever Utah is Central. Mm. So two hours later or two hours earlier, I don't fucking know. I was up at like 6 a.m. <clears throat> Utah time, and uh, that was the E3, Xbox E3 press conference day where they removed the Kinect from the box, from the bundle. Uh, so eight months oh, after yeah. launch, they officially removed Connect from the box and killed Connect that day, and so prices were reduced by a hundred dollars. And for about three minutes, there was a price error on Amazon Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. Where the Xbox was two hundred and fifty dollars oh. down from five hundred, and I was like, and I just happened to be up and looking at Twitter, and I and I yoinked that, and it was great. <laughs> That's Getting an, I, I would pay $250 for an, a new Xbox still. <laughs> I'd be very happy with that. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> um, but I, man, I don't feel like you can do anything easily anymore because holy fuck. Well, depends where you are. Well, well. <laughs> tell your 3080 story then, fucker. I the Why don't I set up my 3080 story and then <laughs> to paint the picture of how impossible it is and then you can say how easily you got okay, yours. Well, first of all, it wasn't that easy, but, but you can go first. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I woke up at 5 a.m. for the 3080 launch because it was going live. There were no pre-orders. It was going live at 6 a.m. Pacific on a Thursday. P orders were going live. And I thought, okay, whatever. I'll wake up at 5 a.m. I'll have one bad, you know, one day of a bad sleep. It's fine. I suspect these things will sell out in 30 minutes or less, mm. which is 
a reasonable expectation in 2020, I think. In hindsight, you know, maybe I should have expected like 15 or even five minutes or less, but I still expected to be able to get one without much hassle. Um, I had like seven tabs open at different retailers. 559.59, control R, 60001. Everything on planet Earth is sold out in North America. Instantly. Because of bots. Every single store that had cards go live at that hour were sold out in a nanosecond. I don't think I realized it was sold out. I just thought it was the usual website crashing. Because I wasn't keeping the narrative fully because I myself was on my phone trying to, you know, get one myself. A lot of the sites, well, they all went, they all crashed. Yes, they all crashed. But the people, the like four people that somehow... It didn't crash for them for whatever fucking reason. I don't know how how any of it works. They had, like, there were pictures showing the time at, like, 600, like, 30. And it was sold out. Oh, everywhere. No. Uh, because everyone, the scalpers were out in full force because they had, like, three weeks to prepare. And it turns out, also, because NVIDIA made... Estimates are are in the like few thousand cards worldwide. That's how many oh, exist. That's how that's, many exist worldwide. It's oh, wow. criminal, dude. It's ridiculous. And so that was infuriating. And I spent the next six hours refreshing things, seeing if one would pop up. And one did on Amazon Canada, the uh, MSI card. It was it said temporarily out of stock, but you could place the order. Oh, so it was essentially man. a pre-order. And that lasted about 15 minutes, and then it disappeared and has never come back. And I thought, okay, so I, I secured that, and, I, and I, I figured, okay, I'm sure it'll get here in like two or three weeks. It's Amazon, right? I'm sure they have like a pallet of like 30,000 of them coming. Um, God, what a fucking idiot I am for thinking that. <laughs> um, and so it, it was pretty much impossible in North America, and especially in Canada, because our stock is just the leftovers from the u.s basically we don't have our own stock and our own supply it's just we're, we're siphoning off the u.s's and so in north america it has it was on launch day more or less impossible to have gotten a card without using a bot and in the subsequent month uh yeah month that it has been it has remained pretty much impossible to get a card a 3080 um or a 3090 uh, but a 3080 especially. And in fact, it has gotten harder over the last two or three weeks. Stock has... Uh, th- there's a stock bot that checks every retailer and, mm-hmm. and tweets when there's stock. That bot has tweeted twice for Canada since October 1st. Um, and someone Jesus. checked the back end on Newegg, which is the biggest uh, computer online retailer for North America, mm. they got like the Asus or EVGA or whatever it was card. They got a shipment of 30 one day, Ooh. 30 cards. That's for Canada and the United States. That's oh. almost 400 million people. <laughs> um, and so it has been pretty much impossible to get a 3080 uh, in Canada. I ha- still have my Amazon 3080 pre-order. Uh, the estimated delivery date is sometime between October 30th and December 2nd. Um, there's no ETA on when that'll happen. That I mean, I still don't believe that that'll go through. 
sounds like a, Dean's probably going to take that anyway. So that. <laughs> oh, nice. But um, Dean. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, Dawson was going to. He was thinking about it, and he he said he ended up declining. And then I said, well, I said, well, I'll message Dean and see if he wants to put his mm-hmm. details on the Amazon order and and take it. Um, and that really pissed me off. Uh, maybe I'll just pause before getting to the conclusion of that story so Joe can say how easily he got his 3080 on launch day, you fucker. Okay, listen, <laughs> I had to do some things. He had, uh-huh. to dry, he, had to, he had to dry his hands from his frosty cold beer. Yes, <laughs> get the dew off of his hands. Uh-huh. Uh, so we, okay, so I had, I had struggles. Oh, I had also, you, have struggles. A tw- you had a 2080 Ti already. Just, just to, you know, paint, just so everyone knows. <clears throat> yeah, okay. We've all made mistakes. But, so we were in a <laughs> pub. I think it was the second to last day of our holiday. I think maybe the, the last day, and it was a very hot day. So we went out yeah, for some Thursday. cold bevs. Um, and I will say that the pub I was in didn't have very good Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I didn't have any signal in the pub. So I did have to leave and walk a little bit of a distance oh. in, the, in the heat to try no. and get a 3080. Um, and then I checked Discord. I was having no luck. I think there was one website in the UK called Overclockers, yeah. which I'd never used in my life. So I wasn't even sure if it was real or I, it is, so Just to interrupt, I've been keeping track of the Overclockers stock as well. And they have gotten like six cards in the last month. Ah. Um, so well, anyways, okay. yeah. I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know how I got <clears> one. Because yeah. I, I walk out and I'm sat on this wall in a baking heat for like 20 minutes and I'm checking and it, Discord and you're explaining that it's a shit show and there's scalpers yeah. and the website isn't loading. So I'm like, all right, I will just, I'll just wait. I'm just going to go enjoy my day, have some beers. Yeah. And it must have been another 20 minutes because we left that pub. It was, yeah. It was like 40 all minutes. The way yeah. to another pub. And I <clears> don't <throat> know why I checked again. Mm-hmm. I just, I just sat there. Check, you know, just chatting. I was like, I just have one more look. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it it loaded, and I bought one. <laughs> that was that scan, right? Uh, well, wait, it was that what? Scan.co.uk or no overclockers? Like yeah. Oh, it was Overclock. over. Yeah, okay, that's what I I saw that drop because I was checking all the forms and everything, and I saw it was like 42 minutes after pre-orders had opened. Overclockers mm-hmm. came back to life, and w- there was uh there were cards purchasable for like three minutes and then oh. it crashed again and that Holy was when you shit, got yours really? yeah yeah, yeah. I, I just three randomly minutes. checked and re- re- refreshed it was probably three less than three it was probably pub. less than three minutes it was probably more like 30 seconds and it happened 45 minutes after the window yeah yeah i don't you know why i checked cunt. as well i don't know why i checked again i just did i just clicked refresh one more I time love, i love it and it loaded and i got yeah. one and then it was it was kind of awkward because I told Ben and Dawson first. I was like, do I tell Jameson? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what oh, to do. Know. Yeah, that's too funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, that was a good moment. Because I was because like, yeah. everyone likes being a smug arsehole every now and then. But it also like, it wasn't it, but it also wasn't like that funny because I genuinely really yeah. wanted you to get one. Yeah. So that at least someone can talk about RTX with me. And, you know, I want Jameson, you know, we've been waiting all this time for Cyberpunk. It would not be funny to me. If Jameson was stuck on his 1080 because of bullshit like scalpers, you know. And I mean, to be fair, I do, I do have, uh, did have a 1080 Ti. It's still a tremendous card. It just doesn't do ray tracing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like it's still, it still like devours just about everything I throw at it. 
but it is also three years old and it doesn't have the fancy new stuff in it. Mm. And yeah, for Cyberpunk I, I especially, want, yeah. Cyberpunk's the first game. For everyone. Yeah, that, that's the first game since Battlefield 3 that has made me want to upgrade my PC for it. Mm-hmm. Um, or since The Witcher 3, actually, probably, conveniently, weirdly enough. Uh, and yeah, I, I and I had also planned to build a second PC and use my 1080 Ti for that, even though it's complete overkill and unnecessary. But I can't build a second PC if I don't have the second GPU. Yeah. And GPU mm-hmm. prices, even for the cheap ones in Canada, are like the cheapest GPU you can get here is like four hundred dollars. It's unbelievable. Um, and and if there's one thing that you and everyone should know about me, and I know you guys know it, when I have a plan, mm. and when the plan doesn't come together, it really pisses me off, <laughs> long, like big time and long term. And I had specced everything out, I had planned it all, I wanted everything sorted before November, because November 1st onwards is going to be very busy for us for video stuff. And it really, really fucking pissed me off that I couldn't get a goddamn card. Definitely. Heart so that one day... Real. I was on Newegg and I was continuing my research into AMD and specking things out. And that was the day I think that I almost bought everything thinking that Intel or that AMD had integrated graphics, which would have been pretty funny if I had bought that because uh, that, that would have really made me mad. Um, <laughs> and I realized at like at the last second that Intel or AMD doesn't have integrated graphics and I do in fact need a GPU. And so I was logged into Newegg, and as I had been doing for the last, I don't know what it was, three weeks, I had TweetDeck pinned in a small window off to the side on my ultrawide with the RTX bot there in case he tweets something out, mm-hmm. God forbid. And every single time Newegg has had stock, it sells out in instantly, like instantly. I don't think they have any bot protection on Newegg. And every time I've seen a Newegg Canada tweet of a 3080 or 3090 coming into stock, I click it instantly and it's instantly sold out. Or mm. it's a false positive and it's not actually in stock. It's just Newegg having a shitty website and their add to cart button goes live when there's actually no stock, which is great. Um, and Newegg, you also have to log into your account when you check out. Um which delays you by five seconds and then it's sold out, right? Because this, because there are bots. And so I was logged in to Newegg because I had just been specking things out. And earlier that morning, I had also run the numbers and realized that should a 3090 come into stock, <laughs> I can financially <laughs> purchase just, it. Just, without, so, just, as a, just as a backup, you know, without, just without case. breaking a sweat, I can get it. And I was logged into Newegg, and the bot tweeted that there was a 3090 on Newegg Canada, and I thought, well, <laughs> fuck, I'll just click it and see what happens. And the add to cart was there, and I was logged in already, and I clicked checkout, and it said, your order is confirmed. <laughs> and then I said, fuck. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Oh, my God. So I got a 3090. Oh, my God. It was delivered, yes, two days ago. That's intense. How? And then I thought, and then I thought, well, I guess I won't build my second PC. Maybe sometime next year when I am, when I've finally gotten over the fact that I paid some amount of money for a <laughs> graphics card. Huh. 
And then last night I decided, fuck it, I'm ordering a second PC anyway, so I'm going to oh be doing that today God, tomorrow. You, you fucking idiot. I hate you. I'll beat your ass. Um, and let me tell you, the 3090 is not worth the money. Aww. Well, you kind of knew yes. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I knew that. And also, uh, it's I wouldn't say it's worth it, but it is... I it, The saga being over and me no longer having to worry... Uh, <clears throat> I value my comfort and mental well-being and I get stressed out over unnecessarily small things like my computer setup. It's just money, plan. dude. Fuck it. And <laughs> it's just money. Exactly. Okay, it cares? comes back. Exactly. That's how I was raised. So, yeah, I have a 3090 and it's, you know, like 120% of the price. 120% more than a 3080 for about... Let's say best case, maybe twenty percent better frame rate, which is probably the worst money I've ever spent. <laughs> I mean, it sucks that it just came to that, you know. Yeah, it just sucks that they got you in that corner. And, yeah, you because know, sometimes the... the excitement of the scarcity gets to us. Like I wasn't even like, like planning to get a thirty eighty. I think I talked to you. Yeah, and I was like, eh, I won't get it, but it's just exciting. Like I, I'm a sucker. I can't help it's it. It's new in yeah. a year where we haven't spent any money on anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I've been wanting to upgrade my GPU for a while. You know, I deliberately skipped the 2080 Ti because, I mean, that card is that card is honestly it's only like three hundred dollars less than the 3090. And at the time, uh, I mean, the I skipped it because the performance was just it was just not good enough compared to a 1080 Ti. It was like thirty percent better than a 1080 Ti, but also it did ray tracing. And for that amount of money, I'm just like no. The 3090 is about a hundred percent. Like it's it's two x performance increase for me in everything. It's double yeah. the frame wow. rates that I was getting, which is great. That's a hundred percent improvement. That's yeah, good. good. The third the thirty eighty would have been about ninety percent improvement for ninety percent the cost. Yeah, but let's or forty percent the cost or let's however. Just focus on the positives. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's really huge. It was disturbing mm-hmm. how large it is. I have a very large case. The be quiet. Dark Base Pro for whatever the fuck. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest PC case I've ever had. I it, There's like two centimeters of clearance with the 3090 in there between <laughs> oh, the hard drive. I mean, it's just the hard drive bays. You can take yeah. those out. Yeah. Still um, though. But Holy frig. It was fucking gigantic. <laughs> yeah. Like the 2080 Ti and the 3080 are both pretty big. They're the biggest GPUs I've ever had. They're bigger than the 1080 by quite a lot. Oh, like yeah. The 3090. Oh, boy. Trunker. I even met. I, I I must have misinterpreted. I don't know if the. I, maybe the measurements were in inches, and I thought they were centimeters. Like I looked at all of them and I compared them to my 1080 Ti, and I was like, they're the same size. That's what? A pretty, pretty substantial oopsie doopsie. Um, <laughs> and they are not at all the same size. <laughs> no, they're not. Thirty nine no, is like not. twice as big as the 1080 Ti. <laughs> huge. We saw it but on it the fit. video. It's fine. I have a he huge case. It, it's fine. It fit. It doesn't sag or anything. The The motherboard I got was good. It has like a reinforced slot. It's mm-hmm. fine. Fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the frame rates are pretty good. Yeah, Great. It's not just about the frame rate. It's about that R, that T, and that A. Mm. Ray tracing is pretty cool too. Yeah. 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 It's I one, did it. Honestly, D- DLSS is more impressive almost. Mm. Um, yeah. DLSS, like ray tracing, you're like, this is cool. It's brute force bullshit crazy rendering technology like it tanks your frame rate and everything uh even in the 3090 it, like you, you 1440p control all rtx on 
50 fps you're like oh my god (laughs) but then you turn deal and and that's fine i mean it it, it is literally brute forcing graphics technology and it's cool it's insane that you can do that now in real time at high frame rates and high resolutions Mm -hmm. uh like you know four years ago that was it seemed completely unthinkable that we would be there already Mm -hmm. but dlss is like the black magic like yeah like dark sorcery is happening um compression on to my eyes in both control and another unreleased video game um Mm -hmm. i cannot see a difference yeah there is no visual difference it it, in it like if you do a side-by-side comparison zoomed in okay you'll see a very slight difference but especially on a tv from tv viewing distance it looks completely identical and in most cases you're getting double the frame rate or That's like amazing th- at least like 20 fps more but in some cases like some games it's double the yeah, double the frame rate like in death stranding because there's no <laughs> ray tracing death stranding it is like more than double the frame rate like that game runs at 8k dlss at like <laughs> 70 fps or something wow. it's insane oh <laughs> it's ridiculous God. um and it's that that as a technology is probably the neatest thing that i think dlss is the only reason that ray tracing is out right now. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. without DLSS, everything would run like shit. Yeah. Um, it makes it viable. Yeah, it makes it viable. And it's... As a technology, I have I have really no idea how it works. The it's, AI it's takes a low-res image and yeah. makes it look like a 4K image. And I don't know how that works, but it works. And that's mm-hmm. really cool. And the AI stuff in general for, for graphics and tech is pretty interesting and pretty exciting. And uh, yeah, I look forward to playing Cyberpunk on that thing. I bet with all the ray tracing on, that game is going to run like shit without DLSS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because let me tell you, in a video game that has just reflections, that isn't control, that tanks my frame rate into the 40s at ultra wide on a 3090 at native 1440p. Oof. And that's not great. <laughs> no, boys. I wonder if they'll be... Like, I don't know if that's really, a um, pre-release. I don't mentally consider RTX even a thing without DLSS. Like it's just yeah. to me, they come together. Yes, mm. yeah, yeah. That if, makes sense. If there's no DLSS, it's not worth it. Uh, yeah, well, you, the you only game that runs well at native without DLSS is Metro Exodus, and that's global oh, really? illumination ray tracing. Yeah, it runs at like 80 FPS for me. Hmm. Um, huh. But that's it's a different. You know, it's a pretty optimized game, and also. Again, the 3090 can can do it can do pretty good work at frame yeah. rates. Um, but it's but when you have a game like Control that has I think four or five different ray traced effects going, and uh, Cyberpunk will be the same way. Mm. Um, they they've got four types of ray tracing. It's like it's like ambient occlusion, reflections, emissive lighting, which is like glow like light glowing lights, um, and I think global illumination maybe. I Unless that game is just the most optimized game ever, I don't know how that game's going to run <laughs> uh, I, with those settings on, which is fine. I mean, whatever. That, it has DLSS, so it, it doesn't really matter. If it's matter, 60, but... then, you know, we're good to go. Yeah. I'm still and... mulling over where to get that game. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. It's weird that they... Well, it's not weird. I think it's telling that they have mm-hmm. still not shown a single second of console footage from that game. Because... Yeah. Won't your I... Xbox be more powerful than your PC, Ben? It will be, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be, yeah. It'll be more powerful the, than my 9080 Ti, yeah. The, 
the question is, will the Xbox Series X version, you know, it'll it'll use the it's One not up, X. Not updated until next year, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be using oh, the One oh. X enhancement. So yeah. it'll probably be, you know, it'll be 4K 30. Yeah. It probably dynamic res, dynamic frame rate, right on the on the One X. Probably yeah. more like 1440p dynamic or whatever. But yeah. on the a Series X, it'd be able to brute force probably get up to a pretty close to native 4K and a locked 30. But you'll still be on con- like last gen settings. Oh yeah, play on yeah. PC, man. But, but on the but PC, but on my 980 Ti, like I just don't know. Like I just don't. It doesn't have to be ultra. It would still be good. It's, just, it's about the game, dude. If they can, if I can, like I might. I don't, just I don't wait, know. like. Well, I'm sure that you will have like a digital foundry yeah. cyberpunk video out before launch. Yeah, day. that's a really good point. I just want to True. know if it's going to be op. Like, if it, if the if there's any op, yeah, because exactly. I'll I'll take 1440p 60. Like I just want 60. Like it I'll- won't. Be, I would be yeah. I would be shocked if there's any 60 fps <sighs> until until the next gen patch comes. And even no, the next that, gen but patch, that's, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. And so like in and of itself, it's like frustrating to think about waiting that long for 60 frames hypothetically like so it's like do i bother waiting to maybe see or do i just double like do i just bite it off and play it at 30 frames on my xbox anyway i don't know i 30 is probably fine like i I mean it is a first person shooter which is less good for 30 but god you can't i can't stand 30 i just can't stand it i I can't do 30 fps uh first person shooters anymore uh they're just it's just too 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 low but i yeah i don't know i i'll be very interested it is honestly one of my most like anticipated things with that game is Mm -hmm. just i am fascinated to see how the current generation consoles handle it because yeah it looks impossible for a current gen console base xbox one the base xbox one uh, oh my god like is it going to be 540p like (laughs) that is a possibility you know upscaling allows for stuff like that like uh, quantum break i think was actually like 540p or something like that okay you know they have fancy upscaling god if quantum break was that then jesus christ actually i think quantum break was 720p but quantum break is a nice looking game yeah you know what's kind of sad you know it's also kind of sad they put out a limited edition xbox one x cyberpunk 2077 console right uh no future version of that boy at the same time, though, like, I don't know, Red Dead Red Dead 2 runs on current gen perfectly, and that game is of a scope and mm, fidelity that is still unmatched currently, I would say, by yeah, anything. Good point. And on the one, you know, and on the One X, it was a native 4K 30 FPS, and it looked unbelievably good. And that yeah. comes from just years of, like, the, you know, that's, that's just money buying optimization, right? Because they just can spend so much time optimizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope that it'll it's good on the current gen, but man, I just I I don't know. I just mm. don't see it. It's gonna be interesting. Like every time they show that game, it's you know obviously PC, but it, it and not even the ray the ray tracing stuff still isn't even enabled in all their showcases. <laughs> Is and on it, Switch? It, <laughs> God, they got the imagine. Witcher three in it, so I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just like every time they show that game, it looks like a next gen PC game. Mm-hmm. And it's but it's coming out on the Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, like the Xbox One was bad in November 2013. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like the launch games on that thing were running bad. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Digital Foundry videos of new games coming out on it, like oh, it is struggling. 
Yep. Uh, fascinating. I mean, to they, see they it. can't sell it unless it you know works. So it's gonna. It's uh, gonna that's not necessarily work. true, based on this generation and all the bullshit people yeah, have gone away with. Know, but I, yeah, it's sede. They're, they're good. You ones. know, you would hope it would be like around twenty-five to thirty FPS and maybe seven twenty P on the one on the Xbox One. Oh, that, that'd be nice. I don't know. I can't. I that can, uh, gonna be very interesting. We shall see. But yeah, I would say wait. You know, just wait, Ben. See what see what the deets are on the uh, on the One X and Series X stuff. Is there no rush, mate? No, I got I got some things to play. I'm excited to, yeah. especially with Game Pass and stuff. I'm looking forward yeah. to getting and, to Doom and Eternal. The, the you've got like 12 days between the Series X and Cyberpunk, and I'm sure the Cyberpunk embargo will be up before right, launch right. day. So yeah. Um. And then, speaking of games and what they're going to look like yeah. on future consoles, um, PlayStation decided to announce um, oh, right. anything. So they, they finally showed us that we finally found out what the launch game is. <laughs> the lineup, yeah. yeah. The launch game for the two consoles is a remake of PlayStation 3 Classic from 2009, <laughs> Demon's Souls. Yep. I love, uh, I love I love the Xbox has no games rhetoric so much. Like I love it so much. I love it, was, it yeah. so much. That that was very confusing that show. But because when they first showed Demon's Souls, it was Souls, such a bad show. From... They said that it was on PS4. It had like a little, you know, a little. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the opening. What was the op- There were so many weird things in that show. The opening was Final Fantasy, but before they showed Final Fantasy, it said this is running on a PC. Yeah. Which hell? is like okay, fine. I mean, Square Enix is so fucking weird. I'm not even surprised by that. But then, then after that, they said everything else is running on a PS5. But then the Demon Souls trailer ended with coming out on PC as well, and that turned yeah. out oh, to be that's an it, not error. PS4. You're right, PC. And then they announced, and then they didn't even say they didn't even say in the thing that Demon Souls was a launch game. Jeff yeah. Keighley tweeted it out afterwards, and then. The, and then they said, "Oh, Horizon's also coming to PS4. Fuck you." That's crazy. I can't believe um, they're putting it. I can't then, believe they're putting it on the last PlayStation. Everything yeah. about that show, like the games in that PlayStation show, were were really good and exciting. The PR of it was so bad. Yeah, yeah it that was, sums up Sony in a nutshell, though, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, they've been, their PR. I mean, yeah, their PR has been gone to shit for years now, and it's just getting worse. And Man, it was so confusing. And then they said, what was it? Miles Morales, they were like, it's launching in the US on the 12th, mm-hmm. but then it launches worldwide when the PS5 comes out in the UK and the EU on the 19th. And and it was like, what? what is that? Hello? I'm in Canada. Does that mean I get to play on the 12th or not? And then they yeah. changed it like a week later so to be weird. like, it's launching everywhere on the 12th. Oops. Um and when everything's digital, that's such a bizarre. I know, like, what, like oh, what? it's so weird. Yeah. And when it's we've... on PS4 as well, like, oh, it's so confusing. Yeah, and uh, Horizon coming out on the PS4 is a real bummer, but you know, we'll see. I mean, what? Who knows? Um, but yeah, so we finally found out the launch game. I guess there are technically there is a technically also Destruction All Stars is a launch, and that is only coming out on PS5. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like sixty bucks or seventy. For bucks. full price, which Fuck. is uh, yeah, ninety Canadian dollars. Um, <laughs> for like a bad Rocket League. Yeah, and then but yes, the only quote unquote triple A launch game for either consoles is a remake of <laughs> Demon Souls, which what granted looks amazing. 
Yeah. And I am actually curious to try Demon Souls. You know, I, I liked Bloodborne. I, I, I'll give it a shot. Oh, they're not going to be similar at all. But I expect no. to hate it because de- all the Dark Souls games are shit and I hate them as well. It's going to be slower than the other uh, de- uh, Dark Souls. I know, I know. Um, yeah, these launches suck. <laughs> I, they suck. Yeah, yeah they do. The, the hype, I don't know. Like, I'm excited, but like, everything about them, both consoles, they, the hardware is great and both companies have done such a bad job of making a case for the hardware. Mm-hmm. There's just no games. You know, yeah, I'm a bit biased. You know, I'll keep on quiet because I'm very excited for Demon Souls and I liked Spider-Man sure. more than you did, Jameson. So it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. for me. I'm looking forward to those games and bug snacks. It's going to be a fun meme. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to like the next year, 2021, mm-hmm. as a good slate of, of my type of games for PlayStation yeah. Five. But as a launch for either console, there's just like still the fact that neither of these companies have shown. You know, like what does Call of Duty look like? on mm. like modern warfare like just show yeah. that like surely that's running and looking great i'm you know what is i'm, I'm still uh, standing but like that's activision's call though like everybody wants well, to sure see a specific, i know but like yeah. you know these companies could reach out and be like you know but yeah, even but in 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 pricks. microsoft's case like they have a patch for forza forza motorsport for what the fuck forza horizon 4 mm-hmm. coming for day one and it's like well just show that yeah. what does that look like i mean i know what it looks like i have the pc version but, like, that's a good selling point, you know? Same with the Sony. Like, is is God of War going to get a patch? I would like a patch for God of War. Yeah, true. Hello, Sony? Are you there? Um, and both companies, it's just like, yeah, fuck, whatever. I don't know. Here's a console. And yeah. I don't know. Good luck getting one. Have fun. Almost wish they would be like, hey here's the start and not like like i just wish they'd be like yeah you're not going to get the best games at the launch like it's because it's here's your it's a yeah which of launch. course you know of course like, you're not going to set the know. like just set the but like it's them still but trying I would say, to like, pass it off like oh yeah we have the best game launched lineup in the fucking history you idiots <laughs> now get in <Yeah>. line <laughs> and microsoft is saying like we have that because it's all these old games that have been out for 10 years and then sony is just like we have Demon Souls, and it's like neither of those pitches are appealing to me. Um, but I'm of mm. course excited. It's a start of a new generation. I feel like yeah. the you know the PS4 was very exciting to get, but I still feel like neither console has a game that was as exciting, at least visually, as even Killzone Shadowfall was last yeah. gen. Yeah, like that was the True. game that I saw the pictures of that game. And I was like, this is bullshit. And then I got home and watched the conference for the PS4 and I saw the gameplay. I was like, this is insane. Honestly, Demon's Souls might be the tech demo of this gen where it's like not very engaging or fun. It just looks phenomenal. And it does. The the gameplay they showed looked amazing. Oh, visually. Yeah. But it's Demon's Souls. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But I know. And Spider Man, you you know, Spider Man will look good. But again, it's Spider Man. Like, I didn't love the last Spider-Man. I'm still looking forward to it, but yeah, it's just... And, and I mean, look, Killzone Shadowfall was terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> that game fucking sucked. Yeah, but man, it. did it ever look good. Um, so, well, I don't know. I, I'm just looking forward to them being out, and so we can all just fucking move on. Um, I, well, during that press conference, I found out that I'm going to have a very, very strange week. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not getting mine until the 19th. <laughs> 
Right. Which is a week after you guys, and you know, whatever. I miss a, a week of the zeitgeist, but the reason it's weird is because it comes out the same day as <laughs> Cyberpunk. Oh, oh, what games think, do you have on the nineteenth? I don't think I'm going to plug my PlayStation Five in for a couple of days. Yeah, you have Cyberpunk, Spider Man, Demon Souls, PlayStation, all on in one, one day. day. That's like, what? like I kind of love that, honestly. It's going to be a fun mess. The chaos is going to be fun, but I don't. I, I will, I'm probably lying when I say I'm not going to plug my PlayStation yeah, Five in. But I you'll will spend do like that. 45 minutes with it, and then you'll be but like, I'm not going to cool. start Spider Man or Demon Souls. I'm just no. not. Yeah, man, I hope Spider Man's good for the fans. Yeah. I, like, I'm sure it will be. I, 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 I wish, think, why not? Insomniac is super yeah. reliable, you know, and yeah. Miles Miles is good. The yeah. characterization stuff is that. Oh yeah, they changed Spider Man. That was oh, one of the other yeah, news things. The hell was that? That is so weird. God. Man, what the fuck? Sony and Spider-Man um, is just so uh, incredibly cumbersome that I do, like, I'm trepidatious <laughs> until the fans say that Miles Morales is a good game. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 hope, no it improves, <laughs> what else I hope it improves play? on I know. Oh, old Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man game, because yeah. I, uh, that game was fine. It was well, People liked yeah. that game more than I think they needed to, <laughs> which is often the case with Sony games. <laughs> I love Spider-Man. I think it helped that it was just a perfect package in of itself, yes. like and not anything more or anything less. And that's yeah, it wasn't the best movement. I just love it. Wasn't in that game. the yeah. Avengers? No, yeah, you no, know, no. it was a, it was a, it was a Batman esque, yeah. very good one of those. And yeah, yeah. that's you can finish it's like, this. It's like a Ghost can, of Tsushima kind of, you know, you can yeah. finish this video game exactly like, in a reasonable time as well. That game wasn't like crazy long. No, it was a nice length. Oh. Um, but yeah, Sony games really are Sony games, aren't they? When you think about it. That's they why really I'm are kind of all the same. That's, that's why I'm getting out. Like, and that's, that's why I keep in because they're all yeah. like 30 hour long semi RPG sort of open world things. And when they're good, they're really, I really like They're like them. a good Ubisoft, you know, they're making the same shit, but at least it tastes good. Sure. Yeah. Except for, sure. I would say, well, I don't know. I would say God of War breaks that mold a little bit, yeah. but it is also a cinematic third person yeah, action bit. game, semi open yeah. world, 30 hour long thing. So no, yeah. it doesn't. But I think the gulf between something like God of War and Horizon and Ghosts of Tsushima and Days Gone is quite profound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, yes, like they they do share a lot of DNA. Um, and the when they're good, they're, they're when they're good, they're good, and when they're not, they're like Ubisoft games, and I don't want to play them after thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Just wait um, till that Last of Us two optimized at launch surprise peekaboo. <laughs> oh, Last of Us 2. What a year, eh? This has been a wild fucking year. Yeah. Some crackers um, are right. They also finally announced the Harry Potter game. Oh my mm-hmm. god, yeah. And it was I really wish we had been in a voice chat with Joe for that. I it was it broke my heart a little bit that I dropped to my knees. I loved it for him. <laughs> I fell oh. to my knees. I screamed like a little schoolgirl. Yeah. I can oh. it must that must have been amazing for you, man. Oh, my parents had no idea because I went into the other room. They were just watching some nighttime TV, <laughs> and they just heard me squeal like a little idiot. Yeah. So I, I had to explain and show it to them because they were like, "What the hell is going on in there?" Mm-hmm. I that was that honestly the timing of that was so good because I think it had been probably almost a year since anyone on Earth had thought about that game, but we <laughs> I can't thought it was happening finally. And then it yeah. finally got announced, and it's coming out next year, and and it looks good. Yeah, it looks cool. Like, like guys, my girlfriend is actually real. Like. <laughs> <laughs> She goes to a different school. Yeah. <laughs> it's Guys, called Hogwarts. Here she is. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. It's yeah. probably going to be in gameplay 
probably, I know it's not a Sony exclu- exclusive, right? It's not a Sony. No, exclusive. it's coming out on everything. I'm sure it's going to be very everything. simple in terms of gameplay, but yeah, I don't yeah, give a yeah. shit. I just love the Harry Potter universe, and just the most exciting thing to me is that it's not, uh, you know, it's not Harry Potter. It's just the world yes. of Harry Potter. It's, yeah. What 1800s or something? Yeah, hundred years prior. Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. It's like what yeah. we all kind of want with Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. It's like do something exactly. else in the world. Ah, creative yeah. freedom. I mean, like, was last funny time because... I remember that from an IP was uh, KOTOR. Mm. Right. Oh, God. God remember yes. Star Wars? Jesus Christ. I do, unfortunately. Um, it was a good trailer as well, because, like, the first, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds, I didn't realize what it was. Like, they showed the flying car and an owl, and I was like, what, what am I looking at here? What, what is this? What am I looking at? I'm sure serious? the Harry Potter people immediately know, oh. knew, but my brain hadn't thought about Harry Potter for a while, and I was like, what is this? What is it? And then they showed, oh, and I was like, oh, it's Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> You would have thought it would have been a, like just a teaser for the initial announcement as well. It's pretty yeah, substantial. Was, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. That's where we got to get back to. Like that was, it was a gameplay. That was a trailer. great trailer. Was, yeah, you know. What was the um, full name? I've already forgotten. I have no idea. Harry um, Potter, uh, Hogwarts, Harry, Marvel's Legends? Harry Potter Legends, Hogwarts Shadow Legacy. <laughs> I just don't know. Hogwarts Legacy is what it's called. Is it? That, that sucks. Yeah, yeah Hogwarts. It's not Legacy. a great name. No. Oh, yeah, Video game right. naming is impossible, though. I don't envy anyone. Yeah, Hogwarts okay. Legacy. Um, oh yeah, and then they what was the other? They also announced God of War two in that in that thing, which was pretty yeah. funny. That was kind of uh, inevitable, but I still appreciate it. I did too. A good old six dot JPEG. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's acceptable in a conference that has lots of gameplay in it. Yeah, right? they're trying to sell uh, their like, console. They've got to at least drop a little teaser. Like Just Fable was the same coming. thing with uh, mm-hmm. with the Xbox show, but the Xbox show had one game shown. And everything else was like CGI, and so that Fable thing. If you know, whereas this this is the same thing, it, it, but they had they had lots of gameplay. Yeah. They had Spider Man gameplay, Demon Souls, Hogwarts. You know, Microsoft should like, stop doing shows. That's when their worst PR comes out. They done agree, better when honestly. they haven't done shows. Just like they, they're really good at Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. And yeah. they should just do that more. Like it's saves everyone the time as well. Like God, that was the Halo kerfuffle. Just yep. stop doing shows. They're awful at them. Yeah. But yeah, um, if they can put out Ratchet, Horizon 2, and God of War 2 next year, oh, fuck. that'll be nuts for mm. me because I know I'm yeah, going to adore all spread. three of those games. Yeah, those are some bangers. Um, I feel like we've if, been promised a like dream year for a while and it just never has we, really happened. Everything yeah. keeps getting staggered and spread out and you know backed up. Yeah. We were like, 2019's going to be the one. 2020's going to be, gonna the, be one. the one. Uh-oh. And they've all had things, you know, they haven't been in a wasteland, but like, no. I want that bombastic, huge year that we keep thinking is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this year ended up turning weird for, you know, obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it would be nice, even if Horizon and Ratchet is next year, that'll be okay. But if God of War is out like next November or something, that would be That nuts. would be wild. Like That'd, that'd be, be crazy. Yeah, that'd but be the nuts. timeline makes sense to me. That, that'll be uh, three and a half years since the first game and they yeah. did no dlc so they figured That's, out you know they had their plan they had their whole like all three or four games roughly sketched out already so the, the next i hope uh, that game isn't coming out on the playstation 4 yeah, the next time we see that game is gonna look nuts i bet like they're gonna, like that game oh yeah gonna, god of war 2 is gonna look gnarly oh yeah i think yeah. when it comes to fear of you know the games being on two generations i think they just need to prove that the mm-hmm. next-gen versions are getting the adequate attention and that the previous-gen is just like a really downgraded, you know, optimized yeah. version for that platform. 
And I, I don't have the same fear as you, Jameson, because if mm. they prove that they can do it correctly, which neither Xbox or Sony have shown yet, Mm-hmm. Then I just I don't think there's anything to fear. If Horizon they pushed it to the max yeah. of the hardware and the PlayStation Five, and then they just optimize it for whatever the PS4 can do. Then I mean their know, their PR happy. was that Horizon was built for PlayStation Five first and mm-hmm. foremost. And it, it whether or not that that's way. true, who knows? My concern is less graphically, as we've seen, Horizon looks incredible, you know, and that's a cross gen mm-hmm. game. Think about what Horizon Three is going to look like in five oh, years. Oh man! But like graphically i know they'll deliver but i'm more worried about like game design limitations coming into play like if god of war right, 2 right, right. is out on the playstation 4 that means i have to squeeze through the cracks all the time <laughs> yeah. well, i get what you're saying on yes, the ps5 yep. that's a really good or yeah are they gonna like rework all of the environments so that on yeah. PS5 you don't do that? I don't think so. I feel so like we maybe... can safely say Ratchet is not on the PS4 because they built the entire game it's... around that gimmick. It I... certainly seems like it I... won't be, but I really yeah. feel like Sony is really trying to skirt the fuck away from the PS4 as fast as possible for some reason. Like I don't, well, they're I don't not though. That. That's that's what the pitch was in July that it was like we're done with PS4 and everyone was like great great let's do that let's move on <laughs> and then the last conference they were like <gasps> actually <laughs> um and it's just i mean i get it especially in the first year you know if that's the yeah. compromise is that like horizon and even god of war 2 have to come out on ps4 but it means we're getting them a year yeah. or two sooner i'll take I mean, it well, yeah what's the ps4 player base like 10 mil PS4 player base is 120 yeah. million people, potentially. <clears throat> That's what I said. I yeah. didn't get it right. <laughs> and, you know, how many PS5s do they expect to launch within one year? You know, in the first year, it'd be like, yeah, maybe, like, if they can get, like, 15 million, I'm sure they'd be pretty happy. I mean, it's probably just a numbers game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, the, those games also came out a while ago. Horizon was 2017. Them working on a PS4 game makes sense, right? You know? because mm-hmm. um, dev kits only would have shown up like last year so they would have had two years of work under their belt for horizon um, yeah it'd be more interesting but, to see what games are like in 2021 and 2022 when they're announced like are yes. those on ps4 oh god no yeah, i doubt it um, mm-hmm. but yeah it's if god of war and horizon you know i i want to see what the design differences are between the two between the two games yes um, and if god of war that. is out on ps4 I'm going to be sad because I'd never want to squeeze through a crack in a wall ever again. Yes, uh, Halo should have C- done that as well when it was Yes, shown. Cerny promised us we would never have to do it again. Uh, yeah, and I believed Cerny. He promised! He promised. He said it in that dulcet, dulcet tone. Oh, mm, you're never going to have to squeeze through those cracks again, little children. <laughs> That's quite good, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, also, it seems like um, DualSense controllers are starting to hit retailers yep. this week. Stop cool. that. Um, which is the PS4 did the same thing. I, I bought a PS4 controller like two or three weeks ahead of launch. I think and, I remember that actually. Yeah, it was nice. Um, but I'm not going to do that because I'm sure all of those, all the cool things in that controller will only work on a PlayStation. Yeah. I'm it's sure. just a part of the uh, unboxing, you know, for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, the controller, you reminded me of it, but like the controller is like kind of the one thing that I'm actually really excited about in terms of Hell immediate, yeah. you know, feedback and new tech feel use yeah because they showed the ui as well and it was i don't know i, I was pretty underwhelmed by it yeah me too um, i don't know what i want from a ui though like i don't know i don't know what well, I that's want the thing. enough to complain about what's in front of me no uh yeah i mean in reality as we said like the ps4 
when they showed off the console and the the software side of the UI, you know, lots of neat stuff in the PS4. I never used any of it, mm-hmm. but it was a it's a good sales pitch. And then I and I, and I don't know what I wanted from a PS5 UI, but I wanted you know something that I didn't know I wanted. Right? That's the cla- like that's the uh, classic the Jobs Steve Jobs thing. Aesthetically pleased by something, and I wasn't with the. Uh... No, the PS5 proportions are weird on the PS5 as yeah. well, I think. But but I want, like, you know, the Steve Jobs pie in the sky, like, you don't know what you want. Here it is. I told you what you want. You mm-hmm. didn't even know about this thing because we're so fucking crazy. Yes. We invented this wacky shit, and there's none of that. I mean, there is a little bit of that, and we'll see how it's implemented. But I don't know. Both, again, it just makes me feel like both consoles just are just sort of, they're just sort of, yep, we're, we're coming out. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. whatever. In, in a year, I mean, they're great. Both of them are great pieces of hardware, um, which is exciting. So, Ugh. oh, we God, got it done, boys. Right? We got wow. Xboxes, we got Playstations, we got graphics cards. We did it. Yeah, we did we well did for it. next gen haul. I'm really proud. Like, I can't believe all of us got something except for yeah, Dawson, everyone that wanted Dawson's one. ended up Dawson's ended up with nothing, but he didn't want anything anyway. So exactly. <laughs> no, they cost money. Uh, Dawson. Yeah, that's a- <laughs> oh, yo, 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 yo. But uh, yeah, I think we're. I'm. I'm really. I was like. Uh, I was elated just to know you guys got what you guys wanted. It was. I don't know, care about you it was boys. A stressful man. few. It's been a stressful month. Yeah. Yeah. For it's me. Nice. <laughs> I'm being yeah. also. Well, for you, yeah, for you guys, for work wise, like yeah, you guys need that shit. I just. I don't. <laughs> I don't it's nice to have need it any of these things really. No, but I mean, if I you want to have want the sexiest them. looking footage, I want it. exactly i just want yeah i definitely Mm -hmm. don't need pretty much any of these things really if i was like dawson i would not have bought any of these things because it's the smart thing to do is to not buy any of these things at launch yeah Yeah. um but i am i have never regarded myself as intelligent so um i like being in the uh amongst it i want to be in the world i want to experience the thing yeah and i want to have my toys and honestly, like that's one of the things that actually makes me sad about uh, the Xbox is the fact that it doesn't have a new UI that's only for the Xbox. Like, if the Xbox Series X had its own UI, that would tempt me into getting one just because <laughs> I like, you know, I like. Don't the, do it. I'm not no. going to, but I, you know, what I mean. Like when, like, the most exciting thing about the PS5 launch is probably going to be me digging through all the settings and t- you know poking at everything and seeing what's there. Mm, and that's like sad. That, that's sad. that nerdy stuff is fun to do with a new piece of tech. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then I booted up my Xbox the other day and it had the next gen UI installed on it from two days ago. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I guess I don't need to. I, so I did that. I poked around on that UI for like five minutes and I thought, Oh, okay. Hmm. My early next gen experience, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. Jam's gonna go out and get a Series S in 2022 and keep it behind his monitor. No. <laughs> yeah. No. That's how I. That's how I vision that console living is behind people's computer monitors. Yeah. Which they sounds... all look so good vertical and so dumb horizontal, and I hate it. Yeah, yeah it's gonna have to be a, hor- a vertical for me. Mm. Wait, yeah. you're putting yours vertical? Yeah. Really. I don't know if I have another desk space. Like my PS4 uh, well, yeah. just fits in my little end space That's, on my desk. I mean, my PS5 is going under my TV, which you know is only going to be horizontal. But I suppose when I pull it over to my desk, I could do it vertical. I do have a lot of horizontal desk it, space. Though. It's like a meter long, dude. I don't have space. It's for that. so big. It is. It is a huge thing. They also did that uh, unboxing, and that was 
a deeply satisfying video for me. Mm. Not mm-hmm. not because there's anything interesting in there. It's just like aesthetically. Yeah. It just makes me so. It's just so happy. The best part of that thing is the stand screw and holder. It's just sure, so if you're a friggin' nerd. Yeah, definitely. It's just so yeah, over engineered, right. and I just look at that. And I'm like, this is beautiful. This is a thing of beauty. <laughs> this is like classic it. Japanese. It's so <laughs> over designed and streamlined, and everything is so like buttoned down. You know, and the yeah, guy is just sitting stupid. in his Don't the guy is sitting in his good. white shirt at a white table in a white room with the white console, and it's just yeah. and he's got like a little wooden handed handed screwdriver beside him, and he he did just the PS4 like, breakdown too when it first launched. Yeah, yeah, it was just such a visually. St- pleasing it just made me i was just i just watched it i was like ah it's like that binging with babish like it is it's sort of a little yeah just i love cleanliness um but yeah we're we are now we did it we we i think for for weeks no for months we've been saying surely by the next podcast we'll know all the details um and we finally did it three weeks before launch we finally know all the fucking details actually know what we got them i actually don't feel like we know still a lot of things about either console but i feel like i know um, more about the xbox than the playstation i agree i agree yeah yeah but we know what the prices are we know when they're coming out and we know that there are no games so the the big questions (laughs) have been answered Hmm. that's cool ubisoft is just saying that uh they are doing cross-play and cross-progression for all consoles for all their games moving forward Oh, oh cool. includes PC, all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, the Switch, Stadia, and mobile for all games you know that can run on those wow. lesser platforms. Nice. Obviously, is uh, that's, that that's not a good. cross? Not a cross platforms though. Probably not. Just within console. Families, I think so. I imagine mm, well, Ubisoft I, account. Yeah, I, mean, I guess you could probably do anything. I think to, you know with the with the if a game is out, I think they're gonna it's gonna play with everyone. I think that's it's full cross platform. Let's go cross yeah. play. Yeah. That's what I'm talking that is, about. That is one of the best things that has happened this gen is, you know, the walls are starting to go away and people yeah, can it's play just with... really started to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's only in the last, like... I mean, it only started in the last two years, but it's only really being embraced this year, I feel like. Really. Yeah. Started with, yeah. Started with Rocket League and Fortnite and... Yeah, Rocket League and then, yeah, I guess Fortnite. And... Yeah, it's definitely uh, the way it needs to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. cool. I just want gaming to be accessible and easily uh, sw- switchable. That's yeah. all. Yeah. And it seems like most of the industry is on that page and, mm-hmm. and they want to do that as well, which is good. Finally. That's how it should be. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what have you guys been playing lately? Uh, it wow. has been roguelike or roguelite. I don't know which it is. Month. Yeah. This month. Yeah. Uh, it really has. Yeah. All of. I, I feel like it happens once every year or two. There's like a, for whatever reason, like six come out at once. But this year, I feel like the really, they, they've all been like, they all came out at the same time and they were all really good. Yeah. Seems like everyone likes one of them mm-hmm. or more of them. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I played, I told you guys before we started recording, but I think I played like 125 hours of Rogue Lights recently. Yeah. I Enter the Gungeon, Hades and Risk of Rain 2. Right, mm-hmm. I stupid amount. Not far behind that. Yeah, I got. <laughs> yeah, fuck it now. I have let's see, ninety five hours of a roguelite played. <laughs> yeah, oh that's my god. Yeah, I got six, six, sixty in that very in that very uh, roguelite you're mentioning. <clears throat> yeah, Joe, Joe, you have no idea what how deep 
the Hades well goes. Uh, is, do you want to just get into it? May as well. Let's just sure. jump right into it. <laughs> I was going to say, I suspect that I like Hades for reasons that Joe likes some of the other games and that Joe dislikes Hades for some of the reasons I dislike the other games and it never none of it makes any sense. <laughs> oh, interesting. I don't I don't dislike Hades. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't think you can objectively say it's a it's a bad game. It's really well made. I think uh but what's the, what's their name? Uh Super Giant. Super Giant. Super Giant. They've always made pretty polished games and if you oh, click yeah. with them, you click with them and if you don't, sometimes you don't. Um, I, I'm just struggling. I'm struggling mm-hmm. a bit with Hades. Yeah. Um, like completely subjectively, I have, you know, Always. no big overarching negatives. There's just things that aren't like really clicking with me yeah. when it comes to Hades. And I think you guys can probably tell if you know my personality in games. And I think I've alluded to some of the problems I have with it. Um, but the biggest one for me is I just find it a bit repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think the lack of uh, environmental and boss variety is really hanging me up. Sure. Mm. Uh, I think they've done a really, a pretty significant and decent job with the variety in combat. Oh, you know, lots of yeah. different weapons with different uh, versions of each other, and the boon system, and even upgrading the weapons to kind of act differently within runs makes every run feel different enough for me to have no complaints about it. But I think going from, you know, Risk of Rain and Enter the Gungeon, uh, Enter the Gungeon is not fair. Like, it's really not fair to bring that into the fight when it has 240 guns. Like, that game is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, mm. it shouldn't even be allowed to be in the same argument, argument when it comes to variety. But uh, I don't want to bring up Destiny 2 and the fact that you guys like it. Mm. But I would say Destiny 2 is a game with amazing combat and just poor, in my opinion, variety and activities. And I just kind of feel like for me, Hades is slotting into that space where I find it difficult to keep going and hit, uh, you know, hit go on the next run when I know I have to go through the same shit every time, like Meg, the uh, Hydra, and Theseus all over again. Mm-hmm. And I could just really use yeah. uh, just a little bit <laughs> of environmental and boss variety. See, and this is why I said what I said at the beginning, because I feel the exact same way that you just said about Risk of Rain. Interesting. You think it's similar? I feel like there's like four environments and three bosses, and I beat a run pretty early on, and it was fun and chaotic, and I'm like... I think I'm good. <laughs> like there, there's ten. There's ten environments. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. There's two it, two per uh, round, and there's five rounds, and there's a, oh, a couple of secret ones as well. I do think I can agree with you in Risk of Rain two uh, yeah. when you're playing early, because when you're not really building a build and when you're not picking specific items, it's just like a dice roll of what you get. Right. And every round just feels like a, a random array of special effects that's happening to your character and you don't really right. know what they're doing. It just feels like chaos. Yeah. I do think the more time you put into Risk of Rain and the more you get a grasp on what everything is doing and the more you can plan accordingly, the more it starts to feel like you're having different runs that you are doing on purpose. Yeah. And I think you Hades is the same, the same way same for, for Hades. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's just yeah. interesting that pretty much exactly what you said about Hades is exactly what I would say about Risk of Rain. Yeah, I think I it's understand. really good. I think Risk of Rain is awesome. I think the soundtrack is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, mm. The character variety seems neat. I didn't spend a lot. I've only played like seven hours of it. The character stuff is cool. The fact that you can just stack things mm-hmm. 
to your heart's content is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And by six hours, I had beaten a run, and it was real crazy by the end. And then yeah. we played a little co-op, and I'm like, oh, it's this environment again. Okay. <laughs> and and I'd, it's hard to articulate, I think, why that is a problem for me with Risk of Rain when it's not for Hades. Can I, can I try? I, can I yeah, swing at that please. one for you? Because I would compare Risk of Rain to a, to a uh, you open it, it is a box of toys, and then you close it where Hades is very much going in one singular direction and continually evolving. Like the progression? Yeah, I think it, I, saw... I think I really think it is the progression. I think you like mm-hmm. you don't need 10 hours like obviously character unlocking and risk of rain helps incentivize continuing to play the game longer and longer yeah. and get better <clears throat> runs and then you learn the language etc. But you get the whole kind of experience within about 5 to 6 runs. But then again, saying that sentence, you play Hades five or six runs. Those first five or six runs are going to feel the same too. But I don't know. Yeah. I, feel I think I think it is the progression. I saw someone describe Hades as actually like a really grind heavy like character RPG in a way, yeah. and I, I I agree because it is like it's a story driven RPG in a lot of ways in terms of how much fucking dialogue and stuff there is. But you are also building your character up uh, mm-hmm. at least you know for the first ten or fifteen hours. And I think that is the key for me. And I don't remember what the terminology differentiation is between light and like, but in something like Dead Cells and Hades, when it feels, and, you know, like Destiny, when it feels like I am making the character stronger and Mm. a run always is progressing things, where I like that. Whereas Rogue uh, Risk of Rain is the other type where it's like, when the run ends, you're not really progressing anything. There are some things to progress, right? You can get characters, you can get a f- alternate skill for some things here. <laughs> yeah, and, I feel and bad you... speaking on behalf of late game Risk of Rain 2. Well, Risk yeah, of Rain exactly. 2 does a really poor job of kind of explaining its own version of progression and where the game can go. Right. I think but... Hades, you could almost say the same thing about Hades, where in my eyes, I'm just trying to beat Hades once and then see the credit rolls, and I'm sure right. you guys would disagree. Oh, you won't see the credit works. rolls in one one beat, let me tell you. Uh, no. Yeah. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, but what you said about what you like about Risk of Rain, which is, you know, building, figuring out builds. And, yeah. And getting, like, that's why, that's what I like about Hades. And, what, and I also like that there was a, I think I think having it be one character helps a lot for me. Um, like if I were to keep playing Risk of Rain two, I feel like I would just keep playing uh, Wally. Yeah, fair enough. You know, yeah. and but I yeah the the I think a sense of progression and having it be sort of on one character and that sort of grindiness of it is a big part of why I like Hades and why mm-hmm. I bounce off of most other roguelite or roguelikes or whatever hades has really satisfying and good progression yes it does a good job of like giving you five pretty understandable uh currencies it doesn't overwhelm you with them mm-hmm. and you know a lot of it is superficial but some of it's not some of it's really significant and every time you die there is something to come back to in that um what's the homeworld called the house of hades or something yeah the house of hades yeah there's always a lot to tick off the list, and dying is like, oh, well, at least I get to see what else is going on back here. I like that. Yeah, and I think a lot. I think all of that stuff counts in my mind as progression. Um, it's not just oh, yeah. your character and your weapons, but it's also 
upgrading the house. It's also progressing relationships and story threads with all of these characters over a huge amount of time. And I think all of those things combined with the fact that it's just fucking fun to play for me mm. and it looks and sounds amazing yeah. uh, is what has kept me going for think, 95 um, hours. Yeah, I think Ben described Risk of Rain 2 pretty well. I would describe it as like a science kit yeah. where you're just kind of mixing chemicals together and you really want some of them to explode. And you know if you keep exploding, then eventually you're going to un- unlock more chemicals to kind mm-hmm. of put into the mix and try and get bigger explosions. Right. And the, the progression in the game is hard to describe. I'm not going to sit here and, like, you know, mm-hmm. try and explain it. If, if you're into it, you're into it. If, if Pretty task-based, I find. But Yeah, like, I'm at the point where I always have fun. objectives that yeah. I'm working towards. Sometimes I don't even finish my runs. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll unlock the item and the ability. Nice. That's a good and point. And I'll just hit app. escape and I'll just quit. Because yeah. I don't... I don't care about beating a run of Risk of Rain 2 most of the time. I'm usually looking to unlock more equipment, and then my endgame yeah. objective is to beat the game on the hardest difficulty with all the characters. Mm-hmm. Eventually. But I do have some more things to say about Hades. Please. Um, I, I do wonder if Gungeon and Risk of Rain 2 maybe jeopardized some of my expectations or what I find fun in this genre. Because I actually think Hades is quite comparable to um, Mortar. Like it has oh, yeah, the hub yeah. world, it has yeah. the mini story progression. There's multiple things when you end a run of Risk of Rain uh, to put your whatever your collectibles into. A uh, little overarching story and like not a huge amount of environmental and boss variety in Mortar. Yeah. They're quite comparable. And same with uh, Dead Cells as well as a fairly yeah. similar structure. Yeah. But I think after um, after Risk of Rain. I don't like in Hades that you can only have one boon in your attack special cast uh, dash slot. Mm-hmm. I really wish it would just allow you to just layer on the god boons, like a big stack of them. That's I want right. like the chaos. I want the idea of like synergizing. I like, I want hangover and doom on my attack. And I want to just see what the systems can do. And I think maybe because I've been treating Risk of Rain 2 as like this big science set, Mm-hmm. I kind of I want to do that in Hades, mm-hmm. and it even took me a while to realize that they didn't lay it on top of each other. I missed the little uh, warning when it says it will replace this, and I was like, "Wait, yeah, right. I just I just want to just stack these things on top of each other and have mm-hmm. a run when I'm just using my special." Yeah. Um, and and you can't do that, and I just kind of want to mess around with the toy box more than Hades allows you to. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's a really fair I point, do, man. I I do think. It's probably better they didn't, because maybe the game would be a little bit too visually messy. Hard to say. And <laughs> also, like, a completely unbalanced mess, probably. Yeah, yeah it's probably uh, harder but, for but, them to figure stuff out. Yeah. Um, and it maybe it's almost a bit... Uh, I'm contradicting myself, because one of the issues I have with Hades is near the end, uh, specifically around Elysium, uh, when you've got one of everything... Um, I do find the game a bit visually messy at times, which might seem <laughs> like a contradiction because I love Risk of Rain 2 when it turns into utter chaos. Yeah. Um, but in Hades, mm. it, it matters if you get hit. Yeah. Um, and, and I find myself just, well, especially in Elysium, and I just did Hades for the first time, I just find myself getting frustrated because I'm like taking chip damage and I don't see what's doing it. Mm, and I, I don't know if I'm just being too sweaty or I'm trying too hard, but like I'm really trying to beat the game. And like I go in, and I've got two of the um, defiance, death defiance, yeah. And um, I feel confident, and then oh, I'm yeah. just like dead. I don't know what's going on. 
I'm trying to like dodge Theseus's arrows and stuff like falling from the ceiling sometimes. Like, I don't know what the hell's happening there. Stuff like falling on top of me. Mm. And I just, sometimes I don't see what's hitting me and I just, I just find it frustrating. I just can't yeah. like, I can't let go of trying hard in Hades. Maybe, I don't know. I just need to like, maybe I get think... over it and know that dying's a part of it and I'm going to yeah. naturally progress. But I, I'm trying so hard and I'm like 30 minutes in and stuff's just falling on me and I'm hitting traps I don't see and I'm like, fuck! Yeah. Yeah, I think like any game, you get way better at, you know, reading all of it. Um, yeah. It, it just depends. Like, I'm sure, you know, Enter the Gungeon, like, is a... Uh, what what, the, what do they call that? B- bullet Hell, right? Bullet mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. And, like, like, I know... But I think it's just... Some of it, I think, just comes down to your brain. Like, I know for me, like, I can't mm-hmm. play a Bullet Hell. I can't. Yeah. I, I would, I would oh, yeah. pull my hair, hair out trying to play that. Because I just get hit by everything but he would it. don't play for, gungeon by the way james oh don't, i'm no, never going to you wouldn't no don't no i'm not don't, don't worry like i'm never gonna play gungeon or spelunky oh. or uh, that that is one of the things one of haiti's best attributes is the fact that it's easy relatively for the genre yeah. it's a it's a very that. accessible and approachable game you never feel like you i, I never felt like i was failing or losing anything and i was always getting better with every Mm -hmm. attempt and they make it all very approachable and especially early on and then it it's very good about slowly opening up the depth to you with the different weapons and getting an understanding of the different boons and what boons really start to work well with each other because you can get some absolutely crazy shit going in that game yep (laughs) <laughs> and that's what I like about it. And I have kept playing it because it's just, I just find it exceptionally fun to play. Mm-hmm. And the variety is still there after 90 hours. I'm still, like I said the other day, I just discovered how strong the, the Aphrodite cast can be. It's nuts. I yeah. had no idea. And I'm still messing around with all the different weapon aspects because you can, there are some crazy things you can get going. And I'm still progressing story stuff in that game, which mm-hmm. is insane to me. Yeah, it's um, crazy. I have... There is definitely um, something interesting about Risk of Rain 2 and Hades as like a case study. Yeah. So I feel like those two games, th- there's something about them which They're just, very similar. There's something about them which just grabs certain people. Yeah. And Hades, there, there's... Like, it just like... I just. Like everyone is just enamored by Hades and saying it's like the game of the year, and I just don't get it. I, like I think it, it's, it's good. It's a good game. I just I don't get it yet. Risk of Rain two and Hades make me think of a a thing, a line from Hannibal where he says, uh, "We are identically different." And mm. I those that is Risk of Rain and Hades to me. Like on paper, if you describe them, they would sound very very similar in terms of. Yeah, we're saying a lot of the same things in regards of like exactly. you know, the, you'll get more later in like the end. Like exactly, so we're, we're, yeah, like, like we're describing like Joe likes these things about Risk of Rain and I like yeah. these things about Hades and you know it's like these zebra and horses. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. and it's yeah, it is just a really interesting. It yeah, is definitely interesting. two games that it's just up, like um, I'm going to finish up my part and then I just yes, want to pass it over yeah. to you guys. Sure, sure, sure. Ben thinks because you guys have played a big chunk of it. Yeah, um, I I really like the cast mechanic. Yeah, uh, I think that's some really intelligent game designer. I love the idea of like this heavy hitting projectile 
that sticks in enemies, and then you have to go reclaim it physically. You've got to walk and pick up the ammo. And it's like the same three bullets. I know it's not a gun, but it's like the same three bullets yeah. in a big gun. And the bullets fall on the ground, and you have to go pick it up. The casts are really, so good. Yeah, I think it's a really just fun and clever design mechanic, which I've never yeah. seen before. Mm. I do think that sometimes mid-run, like the paragraphs of dialogue from the gods can be a little bit excessive sometimes. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. I do. I really like the voice acting. I think everyone in the game does such a good job. They're all charismatic mm, and fun yeah. and cartoony. But like sometimes I'm like flowing and it's just Poseidon with another paragraph about, I, yeah. I can't wait till you're on the surface, cousin. <laughs> and I'm like, I, yeah. you've said this before, man. Like, I get it. You want me to escape. and But, then, but I don't want to skip it because sometimes they actually have like character development. And, you know, it's just... Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're just like, they're not saying anything. But also have, the accomplishment yeah. of them having unique dialogue for every run is insane. It's fucking crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll get back to that. I'll yeah, but just going. to summarize my thoughts on Hades, I'm I'm not giving up. Um, no. I have a feeling this might be like a Doom Eternal thing where once I can get over a hump, uh, maybe I can, I can get mm. myself into a place where I'm really casually having fun with the game. I think the repetition is not gonna make me get as far as you guys. Yeah, but but I still don't think uh, I'm cashing out yet. Um, no, I want to yeah. obviously beat the game once, of course, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep mm -hmm. casually picking away at it. I'm almost done with Gungeon, uh, Risk of Rain Two. I'm in Endgame and kind of over the honeymoon period, so I'm gonna keep going. I'm not giving up. Uh, I do like it. I'm just being held back by some mental things, and I think I think I can maybe break through it. I mm. think. We will see, but I, will, I want to let you guys talk. because you guys I was also going to say, you're also deep. probably the most experienced with this genre, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, you've played yeah. the most of them, and I, I'm definitely the least. Like, it's not really my thing most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, some of its accessibility and simplicity is is greatly to its benefit for me. Um, mm, it's fair. Which, yeah. But anyways, yes, Ben, and then I'll say something. It uh, it's weird. Like, so I primarily I've played this game exclusively on a television. Uh, mm -hmm, first things too. first, yeah. Uh, and I would highly recommend that for visual noise. Um, and right. Uh, so, but I mean, you, you don't know that. Like, how are you gonna know that? Uh, but uh, so as soon as I uh did that first uh tutorial combat, like where you're just in the hallway, you get Daedalus's hammer, Zeus's power up, and then you fight the the glutton. Just mm -hmm. right in that first oh, hallway. Yeah. As soon as I hit X for the first time and felt that swing and saw the enemy recoil, I was like, whoa, this mm -hmm. feels really good. Just this first, I just hit X once and this feels amazing. Um, and so, like, it, uh, th that obviously very different, Joe, from your experience because I was, it was able to hook me right then and there. Just yeah. If I'm sorry to interrupt you, Ben. I have one, one last thing. Please, I yeah, quickly no, say that I, I, could, I should quickly say I do like the combat. But um, it's I don't know if like melee based like two D slash three D combat is m less my thing than more shooter based stuff. Or just surely two D. I don't know because like, I like more. Yeah. I don't know if you guys keep going. I'm like, range. Well, myself. yeah, I get the range. I can totally understand wanting to have range because it's easier to dip out. And Hades being a game that is so damage sensitive, where you don't want to mm -hmm. take damage and you're right in the yeah. fray of things, I can totally get how risk of rain being being able to dip out of a fight for a bit is obviously a lot more progressive because you can heal. Uh, you, yeah, there's not a lot of options to heal in Hades. Maybe I'm too much of a perfectionist or something. No! Like. no. Like, and, but I also think, too, and I'll talk about this a little bit more, I think I'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, 
but uh, no, I'll just talk about it now. I think I think <laughs> unfortunately, like having three rogue lights on the plate at the same time, uh, especially yeah. one that you really enjoy in Risk of Rain yeah. Two, is gonna is gonna make and like Enter the Gungeon is so simple and so <laughs> digestible that of course it's gonna it's so palatable it needs to play like Hades isn't cumbersome. I'm not trying to say that in comparison to the other two games, but those other ones cater so much to like the way you and Dawson, I think really enjoy just having all the tools immediately available possibly. Um, and not having something behind a trap door at some point or, or not, I don't know. That's still, even that seems very specific. I think you're on the right path where they, I can't say that they didn't affect my enjoyment of Hades in some way. For Mm. sure. Uh, and not yeah, to, and, that's, like, and I'm not saying you don't like Hades. It's not what I'm saying mm-hmm. at all. I'm just saying that's like with me with Risk play- of Rain. I deliberately yeah. put it down. Like I deliberately stopped playing after I realized Hades was the one for me. Because I'm like, yeah. I will. I want to come back to Risk of Rain in like I don't know eight months when I have this itch again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I do. Because oh, uh, I like Risk of then. Rain. I like Risk of Rain too. It's it seems cool and it seems like something I could actually end up playing quite a lot of. Mm-hmm. But. I don't like having two games that are of similar mm-hmm. sides of the same page or whatever the fuck the expression mm-hmm. is yeah. um, at the same time. And I realized that Hades was the one for now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave Risk of Rain yeah. alone for now. Sure. And I feel like, yeah, that might be a bit of a, a bit of what's happening. But, it, you know, you might also just, it's a different structure of that genre. And I mm-hmm. think you, I know Ben and I obviously like, you know, a grind yeah yeah um, i like to walk yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. i think we're I, both i think we're also um sometimes better about like uh like setting a goal not having the game tell us a goal i don't know if that makes it yeah, but like i yeah yo, personal you know, objectives ben and i, I play destiny totally and it's like i would you know there are very few stated goals in that game but it's just like i want this gun I'm just going to keep playing and I don't even think about the fact that I'm replaying content. It doesn't feel like I'm replaying content when I have, you know, this end goal in mind in the short Mm -hmm. term. And and Hades feels a lot like that. Whereas Risk of Rain is like, do these things to get this. These very specific list of objectives to unlock more stuff. I I stick with the game more when I can tell, like, set the goals for myself. Um, Yeah. For sure. It's just differences in the brain, obviously. Yeah. Yes. And I'm sure, like like we said, Risk of Rain has many... Re- many. I think Risk of Rain 2 has ways that you can choose. Like, okay, I, I want to unlock this specific, this specific character. Or I want to uh, I want to unlock this specific power-up in the uh, the Huntress. Is it the Huntress? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's obviously those paths in there. I think... Um, and Hades, I've found myself doing the same thing. And I find they give you enough to do in the way of, like, the house contractor or the prophecies or mm-hmm. uh, your your heated runs eventually. Oh, yeah. And things like oh, that. Oh, the um, heated runs. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But <laughs> I, uh, so, and it's like, I'll give you, here's a little snippet. I'm 60 hours in. I still haven't upgraded a weapon yet because I haven't unlocked them all. Like. Right. And you're, got, you have, like, paralysis, upgrade paralysis. I don't know what that is. No, I mean like choice you are, paralysis. Or yes, you, upgrade paralysis. Yes, because I want to. I'm trying to just like max out. You what just I'm don't doing know which currently. one to go for because you don't. Yeah, know which fo- one to like. you focus builds. You like get things. Yeah, done, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would so say like, don't worry too much about that upgrade. Currency. I don't. I don't. Yeah. No, because I, I did the same I thing. I was like, it. I have tons I, of it. I had like you know six Titan Bloods or whatever, and I was like, yeah. uh, I'm sitting on ten yeah. right now. Yeah, I I sat on them for quite a while, but you should 
honestly just oh, spend did. them somewhere yeah. and, and start fucking around because you get so much of it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm focusing on my I'm focusing on uh, obviously Ambrosia and everything. Have you have you end, but... unlocked started unlocking weapon aspects yet, or have you no, still not that, even no, unlocked all no. the weapons? Okay. Like that's where I am. Like I just unlocked. Because let me tell you, you, I know you can I'm, spend a lot of Titan blood in that game. <laughs> yes, I anticipate that, which is why I'm like I'm 60 hours in, and I know I'm st- like they find a way to to move to make your goalpost even further. It's like it's like a <laughs> circle spiraling out from its center and slowly getting yeah. bigger in the way that it layers on another way to play the game, whether it's the heats or whether it's your weapon upgrade. Anyway, I don't I, obviously I, I don't want to talk. In it. I know, Joe, and I don't want to talk too much about end like because I'm not even end game. You, you're good, man. Because I've I've beat Hades once. Um, I've watched like Twitch streams and stuff of it. Of course, you've, yeah. got, you've only gotten the one clear so far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm have, like, okay. How many? I have forty five. Fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's forty five. That's I really com- good. I have beaten him forty five times and completed one hundred and twenty runs. <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm almost at run eighty five. But I've only beaten it obviously as I like uh, like the, my trajectory is about to, to go crazy up yes, once I yeah. like because it's you can only bubble in this. That game just gets like snowballs um, into easy like easier yeah, and easier at, yes. over time, which I love. It just which gets the, so comfy for me. Which is the beautiful um, thing about the heat, um, which uh, right. is a great incentive for uh, increasing the difficulty of your runs via various modifiers and a then lot of modifiers. Mod- modifier within a modifier because you can scale the modifier and make your run even harder. So it's and those modifiers, one of them does make the boss. It gives the bosses a, a, a new ability their form. It doesn't yeah. change them all that much though. No. That's weird do- because that's just where I've got to in Risk of Rain Two, where I'm looking yeah, modifiers and like changing yeah. the way the runs work. And the, the the modifiers can change things like, like the enemies can get all new attacks and get all mm-hmm. sorts of buffs, and yeah. the bosses get fucked up difficult. And uh, yeah, it's it's good stuff. There's like fifteen or eighteen different modifiers, I think. At least interesting. Uh, there, there is, I think, the like the exact same in Risk of Rain too. Yeah, that's. Oh, man. I think it's like we're looking. It's like we're looking <laughs> at the same go. moon. It's weird. <laughs> this is weird. Right? Like, yeah, it is. It is. Um, but no, I, I Hades is uh, one of my top games of the year. Um, uh-huh. It's yeah. it's uh, it is currently not my top game of the year, but it uh, mm. it has made a very good case for it, and I look forward to continuing to play it. Um, I was just yeah, and a small sidestep. I was just testing out Steam Link on my uh, iPhone mm. and playing Hades on it. Because uh, Dean has actually been telling me that he's been using Steam Link on his phone and said that I've... it works fantastic. And so I huh. tried it. I tried it just now and started tr- started to run a Hades, and uh, it just streams from your PC to your phone, yeah, and you can yeah. use your controller input all the same, or hook up your controller to your uh, phone. He hooked up his DualShock Four to his phone via Bluetooth, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he's just been playing games on there, and it works flawlessly. Zero huh. input latency. I've, so I've tried that, and I yeah. cannot. I've even tried Wired. Yeah. Um, like Wired. I think the Apple TV wired pc wired and it's unusable for me which is interesting, interesting. well because yeah. it, it's all straight through the app which i find very interesting there's well, no more hardware anymore and so, on but, my internet i i thought mm-hmm. it would have been perfect but it's yeah. it's not um but whatever yeah. um, so but but uh, so but i just want to mention that, that switch release will be very good i'm waiting yeah i i did buy it on switch and i'm just with the cross, the cross save, save. or rather once it gets cross save it's already out on switch obviously yeah, yeah. i'm excited yeah. for cross save on there but but no hades uh incredible the art's great um yeah. i love like the art is so good the music's good the voice actor's so good i love i love the cast uh except for hypnos i have not talked i don't talk to hypnos <laughs> i don't I talk not, to hypnos i've not gi- i've not given a gift it's funny 
I, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a real Mark, so I haven't given a gift to Hades yet, and I haven't given a oh, gift no. to Hypnos yet. Oh, I have. <laughs> no, yeah, he's who, the only. Like, Hypnos? Oh, is he Hypnos the guy who tells the, you when he dies? It's Claptrap. Yeah, God of Sleep. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yes. Claptrap. So you I, give uh, him one gift so you get his trinket and yeah, then never talk to him again. That's, that's the pretty plan. Much what that, I that's the plan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, can I ask a question? Can you ever equip more than one trinket? No, oh. but you can swap ah. them between runs. Yeah. Or between worlds. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I just wanted to like, mix and match and do like weird things. No, I can. Totally yeah, I mean, honestly, you, you might be able to with cheat engine. Like, you might be able to like mm. do crazy shit. But no, by the it's they no they limit you in that. Uh, <sighs> I'm trying to think of anything else because I do keep I've kept really good notes of like uh, significant points. Um, like I kept track of like who I what kind of build I had when I was progressing through the game, but. Uh, and like I'm keeping track of all the things I need to, all the props I need to fill. But anyway, um, I didn't think this game was going to be anything. Like I was like no. so, I was so pessimistic and like like fuck Super Giant because like I get it, <laughs> you're really good at making pretty looking games. Great, cool. No, like, no, no. You wrote it's it. Time to, for my it, Super Giant filibuster. Please put your mics down. But uh, um, but, but no, I'm very I'm like talk. I'm so happy to have been proven wrong uh, because wow, it's a very fun game. When they announced the Hades, it was. Launching same day, it was launching simultaneously with the Epic Game Store, and it was an early access roguelike. And I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, they really made it hard to want to like that game. <laughs> the the yeah. Epic stuff was fine because remember at the time when Epic launched, it was exciting, right? It was yeah. like, "Ooh, a Steam competitor!" And then who, you know, we all know how that went. But it was them saying we're making a roguelite, and I was like, "And it's early access," and I was like, "Oh, ow!" Oh. Because I really like Super Giant games. I like them all. Sure. Sure. Uh, I think they're all amazing. And I think, you know, Bastion is obviously the simplest because it was the first one and it's like 10 years old Xbox Live Arcade game. But I think Transistor and Pyre are... You guys... And it pisses me off, but I know why you say it. You're like, oh, it's really pretty and that's it. And that is just like... It's so fundamentally incorrect. Sure, and yeah, because I get it. I get my ignorance for sure. Hades, you immediately, like within an hour know that there's depth to it right just because you see the variety really quickly Mm -hmm. pyre and transistor you don't start to see the variety until like six or eight hours into the game i finished transistor did you well i still think transistor transistor is my least favorite of the three but like transistor's combat system is wild it's finished bastion as well i just don't like their games it's their games to me are like they tick all the boxes and their gameplay like they focus on depth. Like their games are deep with gameplay systems and variety and different all sorts of things that you can get into. Like Transistor, I think it has a slot of eight or four abilities, and each ability has two sub slots, and you get like twenty five abilities, and you can mix and match any combination of them. There's like a hundred million combinations of abilities that you can make in that game or something. It's ridiculous. Mama mia. And Pyre you know, it's like half of it's a visual novel and the other half of it is this weird like 3v3 sports combat thing. And it seems simple for the first while, but like you get so much stuff from that game. You There are like nine or ten different characters and you get... Uh, there are like talismans like in Hades. Mm-hmm. There's modifiers. There's all these things. And for me, what I like is like for what I like from indie games they tick every possible box with all their games and they're just getting better mm-hmm. at it. They look like their art is so good in all their games. Their mm-hmm. music is so good in all their games. Their worlds and lore are really fast. Pyre 
has such a good story. It's so fucking well yeah, written. I still, still want to play Pyre. Like, uh, yeah. But they back it up for me with gameplay systems that are way more engaging and interesting than most of the other indie games out there. Like, so many indie games I just don't play anymore because they are all the same. Like, yeah. they all feel like they're going for the same thing for me. Whereas Supergiants games, they have a lot of shared DNA. Mm-hmm. They have their but, own language almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. But they're also doing their own weird stuff with gameplay. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. Pyre and Transistor especially. Hades is, you know, familiar, but it is still feels fresh. And then Hades, I think each of their games has gotten better, even if I didn't really like Transistor as much as I liked Bastion. I still think Transistor is a, a way bigger and better game than Bastion. But, like, Pyre was such a step up for them, and then Hades was another step up for them. Like, this is... I've been following them since, I don't know, Giant Bomb aired the Building the Bastion series starting in like 2009 or 10, and it was a behind the scenes of, of the creation of Bastion. And it's been fascinating to be following them for so long and see them just being getting better at making games. Mm-hmm. And Hades is like so far and away their best game. It's unbelievable. And I think story-wise, it's their least interesting story. Because it's fairly simple, but the character, like that's just A to B to C plot of of Hades is not super interesting. But the characterization, the writing for all these different gods and characters is so good. All of it is so well written. The voice acting is all so tremendous. And there's so much of it. It's unbelievable. I have 95 hours of gameplay time. And I have not seen repeated dialogue. I mean, except for when you're picking up a boon, right? That just sort of generic. But even those are mostly feeling refreshed now that I've done, I fully finished the game, the epilogue technically. But like there are still like five or six story threads that are still going on that have unique dialogue every time I do a run. Um, And it's all voice acted. It's nuts. And that, their games... To not love that game. Yes, and to me, this is true of all games. Maybe not true, maybe not actually, but it's true of most games. But I feel it so substantially with Supergiant games. I feel the like happy creative energy when I play their games. And obviously, most people making indie games are hopefully happy. And, you know, they're happy that they're being able to be creative and they're making this creative thing and that energy is palpable. But with Supergiant games, it just like they—they're just like popping off on all cylinders, and it's just crazy to me how much there is in Hades, and how good all of it is, and how like self-confident it is, and like mm-hmm. it's cr- and uh, yeah, the talent, of, and that it's made by like twelve people. Yeah, like the guy that d- does all the music, Darren Korb. He composes all the music, performs most of it as well, mm-hmm. sings. All of the Orpheus singing is him. Mm-hmm. He does all the sound sound design as well. So all the sound effects. He also voices Skelly. Mm-hmm. He nice. also voices Zagreus, the mm-hmm. main character of the game. Oh. Um, and it, that's the case with like half of the voice actors and half of the different departments. Of, you know, it's just like one person or two people have mm-hmm. made all of this stuff and it's just wild to me how much there is and how 
how much variety there is still after 90 hours, how the story stuff keeps going and is still pleasant. And yeah, it's just like... And inclusive. Uh, and very oh God, compelling yeah. all the way around. Like, yes. Very like, compel- it's just, like, very good. It's very wholesomely written. Like, it's, yep. it's yeah. not like... The whole game feels like it wants people to play it and have a good time. You know, it, it, it feels very welcoming in all aspects. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, I did not expect... I expected, you know, I was of course going to play it because I really like their stuff, but I was not expecting to click with it. You know, I figured, oh, I'll see, you know, but I, I expected to bounce off of it because of the genre. Um, and boy, was I ever wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, I will say it is a testament to a to a phenomenal 1.0. Um, oh, yeah. This is, this is what we really need from 1.0 launches yeah. and as, as complete packages and, and, and the game is yeah. done like they said in their latest no clip they're like or maybe it was even the patch notes they were like 1.0 is it like the game is done you know we'll do sure. bug fixes and maybe balance tweaks a little bit but like they're not doing they're moving on to the next game great which is that's how it that's should a, be that's exciting yeah because yeah. they spent the last year doing like they spent the they Almost. spent a year creating a year's worth of gameplay which is like mind-boggling to me but and apparently it, the early access support was tremendous as well like i most people that i've seen have said it was like the best early access uh, i watched most of their no clip seen. shit like a friggin' sheep and it was all fine and good and anyway i'm mad about it but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yeah i i let's move on i expected to think hades would be good i did not expect to spend 100 hours with it and think it is like one of the most enjoyable things I've played in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just um, think it was a it was a fun season where we all kind of clicked with different rogue lights. Yeah, yeah and that's... just had this big boom in popularity. I'm yeah. sorry we took up a lot of time with it, Joe, because Risk of Rain, like, is uh, to Jameson's point. I'm looking forward to once once my roguelite plate's clear, um, like to oh, no, to, to really getting back into it because I find Risk of Rain two to be, also be very enjoyable solo. Like, it's 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 yeah. got a it's got both. I think it's better I'm sure, solo. Um, I'm sure Hades will come back again because yeah. I, I will. I'm going to keep trucking. Sure, yeah. The only other roguelite I'll quickly mention, because I probably feel like I've played the, the, the least comparative to any other games you guys have played, is Spelunky 2. Uh, oh, yeah. And I have no... Uh, I have, I've played it on launch, and I haven't really touched it since, because it is hard, and then I... <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's, it is hard. And then I go watch streamers play it, and they're just on an entire... They're playing an entirely different video game than I am, and I'm like, <laughs> where... Spelunky like, is so So hard, I'm very man. much waiting uh, for co-op, because I want to yeah, wade into there, the dude. waters with without their one or more of you guys, so... I'm, I'm we'll cross that Spelunky is definitely it, but, in the category yeah. of, I am never touching that game. Uh, yeah. Talking of that category, uh, should I talk about Gungeon, yeah, and then hard. I'm kind of done? Sure, yeah. Go for it. Uh, so like, yeah, I, th- I think we talked about Gungeon once on this podcast years ago. Yes, me and Ben yeah. argued about it being difficult. Because I played it on Switch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh, I, yeah. I didn't like the balance of that game at all when it came to healing items and how often it dropped it. I thought it was overly cruel. Um, and there has been a big update since I last played. There's like they added more guns, fucking hell. Uh, and they did change it so that if uh, like a piece of health drops and you are full health. You click on it and it stores it in a vending machine for that floor. So you can go back and heal uh, from these items even if you don't need them. So that's like a little something. Um, Gungeon is really, 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 really good. <laughs> I adore Enter the Gungeon. Mm. Uh, but. Mm. Um, Did that hit hey, 1.0 this year? Sorry. I just, no. Like, it's you, been it's out. Like, it's oh, been you're out. just keep coming back to it. Okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't. 
Um, Enter the Gungeon is amazing and has incredible variety, uh, great art, and I love the gunplay and the gameplay. I just love knowing that I'm not gonna, you know, I have no idea what's gonna happen when I launch that game or what guns I'm gonna get. Uh, and it's like exciting to see guns that I recognize. Um, but roguelike design has come a long way, I think. And I think the one thing that Hades and Risk of Rain 2 do really well is every run is good. Mm-hmm, and it just mm-hmm. lets you experience the systems and the best parts of that game every single run. Um, I've played Risk of Rain 2 for like 70 hours. And I don't think I've ever got... Uh, the same item twice, back-to-back, and a chest. And I have no evidence of if that is a program system. Uh, maybe you can, and just the pool of items makes it unlikely. Uh, but I know for a fact that Hades doesn't. Hades, you don't get... There's no way in Hades you play a run without getting boons. And, right. you know, every single run. You, you, don't, you don't get, like, four doors of pumps of power in a row in No, Hades. yeah. They programmed it so you yeah, get they, stuff. Yeah, it's always weighted mm. to give you stuff that you don't have, yeah. Um... And when Gungeon is flowing, it might actually be my favorite of the three. I actually might like it better than Risk of Rain 2 when it's actually happening. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, but cool. it doesn't happen very often in, <laughs> in Gungeon. It really doesn't happen very often because this game is full of passive items, active items, which are like your your ult, your trigger, mm. um, and guns, health, and ammo. And there is no like AI director in that game whatsoever. Like, mm. there's no contextual dropping in the game. It's, it's just completely pure random. random. Uh. And it just leads to these situations pretty consistently, like, way too consistently, in my opinion, where you don't have a viable gun, you have a run out of ammo, or, again, sometimes you just don't get health dropping. So you just like, you get chipped away and you die. And it's so, so frustrating to me because I love when this game is working and when everything is going well, when you have a few viable weapons, you've got ammo. By the way, can we just get rid of ammo in video games? Like, it's so redundant yeah, at real. this point. Like, when was the last time you guys remember running out of ammo in a video game, except for maybe a survival horror, when it, like, yeah, plays it doesn't into happen. the, you know. It's just or maybe so, a little bit uh, in Doom, but, you know, you have a get ammo now button, yeah. so. But the point of that is to invoke an extra mechanic. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. chainsawing people is an extra cog in the wheel. And it's just like it's called Enter the Fucking Gungeon, and sometimes you run out of guns. Yeah, when you, you said don't get guns. yeah, when you said those oh, two things that you God. run out of ammo and then you sometimes just don't get anything, I was like, that sucks. And like sometimes you start like the first level and you don't even have a weapon yet, and it drops like two ammos in a row, and you're like, fuck off, man! I <laughs> need those later. And you can't store ammo like you can with health, and it's just like, oh, this game has frustrated me more than any game in recent memory because i always find the games you'd like always end up being the most frustrating because yeah, i just want to have fun and it is fun when it works like it's so <laughs> i just love this game when it's flowing when i'm kicking ass and when i've got a gun with a crazy effect which like makes the gameplay more dynamic and exciting uh but like sometimes i'm i think i said it in the discord i'm on the first world and i just i just reset because i've got to the first boss with the starter pistol and uh, shock it's weak so yeah oh, there's, there's also another mechanic which doesn't make sense to me where if you no hit a boss if you, if you kill a boss without taking damage you get something called a master round which gives you an extra whole heart of health not not just like healing like your whole health bar is expanded so it's this huge reward so you're like punished by the rng of not getting a good gun because if you don't get a good gun it's less likely for you to not be hit by the boss because you're going to be in the boss fight for twice as long. 
So it's like double annoying, and there's like more incentive to restart if you just don't get like good weapons. And there's so many meme guns in the game, and I like I get it trying to be funny. It's got a personality, and some guns like shoot bananas and they shoot water. <laughs> some mm. guns shoot other guns, and it's like it's funny. But when I get five meme guns in a row, it's just it gets so obnoxious. And yeah. some of the chests are mimics, so you're like opening a chest and you lose two hearts. And this game is just like, oh my god, this game is my blood boil, but I also love it at the same time. <laughs> it's uh, it's a it has oh. the chaos that you like, but it's also <gasps> like it, it it doesn't have the it has the chaos that you don't like. <laughs> yeah, as um, well. It really is brilliant. There's there's so many secrets to uncover. Uh, one thing, oh, another thing that really annoys me in this game is it doesn't tell you what anything is. So you go into a shop, you see a new item, inevitably, because there's fucking hundreds of them, and it costs you, like, all of the bullets you saved, which is the currency, for your round, and then it's just something useless that you can't use, or it replaces your active item, which it doesn't tell- it doesn't even tell you that it's an active item. You don't know if it's passive or active, so you might have an active item which you like, like a good god call, and then- but then you- you- you, you spend 60 bullets on it, and it's shit, and your run's over because you have no money- oh my god, so I had to, like, open the wiki- Every run, oh. I have to have the wiki open and Google every item because I'm not wasting all my bullets, like on this bullshit RNG thing. Because I'm not going to play this game for 200 hours and memorize 500 items, like, and I don't like the, like the coin toss of not knowing if I waited all my currency, which I need for healing and ammo. That is something I like about <sighs> Risk of Rain and Hades is that it yes. does those games don't feel like you need a wiki. Whereas like Spelunky, no. I feel like you need to have wiki open the whole time because yeah, just, imagine if risk of rain you picked up the bullets or an item it just didn't say what it was well oh it's yeah obnoxious yeah there is like there, i know i know you're saying but you can you, you hold mm-hmm. tab and you can hold mm-hmm. ah. yes anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. um risk of rain 2 and hades are like the epitome of rogue light design but they yeah. understand the loop and what's fun and they just let you have fun and there has to be some sort of ai director in the background which is dictating like oh, yeah. what occurs because you never get the same god twice in a row in Hades unless you know I just haven't experienced that yet uh, and obviously you're the trinkets but like you just there's no repetition in Hades or bullshit where you don't get like a consistent variety of items to build your build yeah it never feels like you do a run where you're not where it's not where you don't feel at least reasonably set up well you know you yeah. can definitely have runs that where you're like ah this is the damage is just not here this round but you still yeah, have same, a, yeah. everything same with Risk of Rain 2, but like yeah. they have chests, which are rare chests. You can save up for the rare chests, you know you're going to get a green or a red item. Yeah. And I think roguelite design has come a long way. And I think the positive of Risk of Rain 2 and Hades is uh, maybe, you know, developers will see that just just make what is fun prevalent. Make the fun part of the game happen at all times. Yeah. And Hades and Risk of Rain 2 are both just like, go, go, go. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe like the first map of Risk of Rain 2 is a bit slow and boring, but like it just... They just let you have fun with the part of the game that is fun. Like, fuck. Yeah. Anyway, it was a big rant. Uh, I love the game, but playing it amongst Hades and Risk of Rain 2 just makes the issues like more apparent. Uh, but the positive is we can see like how far uh, the game design has gone in this genre. And- yeah, it's gone from being, like I think, a, a pretty, I don't know, niche and sort of inscrutable genre in, <laughs> in the early days of like, what was, you know, like Rogue Legacy and Spelunky and Gungeon, um, to now, like, Hades is, like, the biggest game of the last few months. Like, it feels like fucking everyone is playing it and loving it. And it's just, you know, yeah, it's gotten more casual and more uh, accessible, which is is good. Uh, That's a good thing. 
But I have yeah. beaten Enter the Gungeon eight times now, so I do feel better about my past with that game. That's good. That's good. But fuck it. I like it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say the last word on Hades is that um, they... The, like one of the main reasons I've kept playing in addition to just enjoying it and there being nothing out um, is that like their prophecies and achievements are really good at like things for me to chase and I haven't mm. like I have one achievement left to unlock on Steam and that keeps me playing you know it's just yeah. like it's like classic like Destiny where it's just like if I have one thing to chase after and i really like just the core loop of the game and the the feel of the game and being in the game i'll just keep finding if i can keep finding little things to chase i'll keep playing it and mm -hmm. hades has a lot of stuff like that uh which yeah. i appreciate and i mean god benny have you really haven't even unlocked gotten to the weapon aspect stuff huh i haven't that's, no, that's why like, yeah like the weapon aspects are can some of them are crazy like i know i've heard I've, I've when i heard that there you were able to upgrade like all of the I, weapons have three alternate forms i'll get and, there i'm getting they, there i'm getting there they can all like some of them are pretty transformative uh, great like, i'm yeah. gonna get to, i'm yeah. gonna get to them yeah it's just something to look forward to and they Hurry also up. have some Hurry up, dude jesus christ they also man. have like i like to walk lore. come on man i like to walk yeah uh, yeah, Hades. I, I don't know. I I will probably like. I have been getting you know near the end of my time with it, but I thought I was done at around seventy hours, and then I wasn't. And now I'm. I don't know when I'm going to stop playing that game. I mean, I will have to eventually because there'll be other stuff out. It does help that it's been an absolute wasteland for the last six weeks for me for for stuff I'm interested in. But mm. I, I've got the one achievement left. I once I get that done, I'll feel good about you know putting it away for the fall season in the next yeah. two weeks or whatever. But Hon uh, honestly, I use this podcast as a way of kind of uh, just putting a bookmark in games until, yeah, that's fair. The, until the experience comes back. Like having beat Hades uh, through once, like right. I, I don't have as much heat to go back to it right now, but it, that will flare up because I understand like I have much incentive after beating mm -hmm. it once to go and beat it again. I have a mm -hmm. lot of incentive because I like the game a lot um, yeah. without dipping into spoiler. But it's uh, so I'm very curious uh i'm very curious how that game flows especially with cross save on switch and being able to walk around the house and take it wherever i want yeah um, but yeah it's uh and like a splunky 2 is something i'll come back to later on so it's like that's that's how i and to your point it's been quiet lately for games so yeah, it, yeah. and we're about to get real hot for games here soon yeah so. hell yeah. yeah i mean hades is literally the only thing i have to talk about it's the only okay. thing i've played like i have played nothing else you know oh uh, sweet yeah I got a couple uh, other things to, you, to talk ben. about, but yeah, I got a couple of things to talk about. I'll talk about uh, least impressive to most impressive. So, uh, <laughs> Give I, me the bad uh, games. Yeah. yeah, I start. I put half hour into Disgaea Four Plus Complete uh, what through the Xbox fuck Game is Pass. That? Uh, so <laughs> I was, you know, <laughs> did you just say, did you have a stroke? Disgaea Four Plus Complete. Uh, it's part of uh, Xbox Game Pass on PC. Oh, you mean Disgaea Four Complete Plus? That's the one. Oh Idiot. My God. Uh, so what yeah, I, I played 30 minutes of it and mm -hmm. then uninstalled it, um, which is great. Uh, thank you, Game Pass. Uh, it <laughs> yeah. was yep. it almost it almost had me in a way because it's it's like a turn it's a room isometric room turn based uh, combat game. Except it looks like Hades. You can you can have <laughs> no. a part you can have a party of up to 20 to 40 <laughs> different people, and they all stack on top. It there is it is. 
there is something very interesting that if I'm very, very bored and incredibly high in two years that I yeah. might come back to there. <laughs> but that there's a lot going on and a lot to unpack. And it was I was glad to try it out. I don't uh, even know what's going on in that gift, but it, it looks like a lot. It Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. Let's take a look at what you got here. What do you got here, champ? I don't know. It's a bunch of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Those are. Yeah. Those are all in your party. Um, so. Is that Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> TM, 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 TM. Um, so, but yeah. So anyway, I uh, installed and deleted that promptly. Um, mm, good I, decision. I'm done with Crosscode. Um, it's it's become long, man. It's becoming too pocketed in a way that like you have to be. You just you have to play it in a very syntax way that doesn't feel particularly free. So I don't mm. I don't feel compelled to continue playing that game. So I've thrown that one out. Um, Good. I, just keep throwing the JRPG it's got, stuff yeah. in the trash. Bin. Well, here's the thing. Uh oh. I've been playing Persona Four Golden. And oh, no, that's not trash though. That's Persona uh, Four is a whole other realm of existence, isn't it? Yeah. I've been really enjoying Persona Four Golden. Um, mm, Persona I'm, so good. I'm four hours in. Um, oh. It looks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, only a hundred more to go. I know, I know, but <laughs> I'm like four hours is enough to have its hooks in me, and it's yeah, it's yeah. really compelling. And I like the characters, I like the setups, I like the relationship, like the relationship function mechanic, and and I don't know, it's you could it's, probably still be playing that game when your real life daughter is in high school. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, I know it's it's gonna be wild. So. But no, it's it's fun. The premise is interesting. Like it's it's obviously very cornerly written, but the voice acting's good and the art's yeah. great and it's all very original. Like um I don't know, I like I like the concepts. It's very it's very campy. Uh mm-hmm. small t- town small Japanese town and there's a string of murders going on and your teenagers trying to solve them. I, I think mm-hmm. that's Isn't it something about going into a TV or is that the mm-hmm. third one? No, that's you go into the TV in this one. Sick. It's Somebody very missed. There's some cool things going on, and it's cheap on Steam, so that's where mm-hmm. I got it, and it's got controller support, looks great on the TV. Yeah. It's a good time, so I would recommend it. I look forward to playing more of it. Now that this, now that I'm kind of getting away from Hades, I might dip a little bit more back into it, but um, I've been playing ODST. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, which has been really nice to go back to. It feels a lot more disjointed than I remember, but then again, I'm just kind of playing it and not really caring, um, which is, I don't know, it was hard to... I think I found it hard to care about it back then, so it's hard to care about it now, but it's just, it's Halo, so it's Halo. Mm. I know, it's it's a weird, ODST was weird then, and it's... It's a weird it does, game. It doesn't feel any, like, more it's prolific now than it did then. It's structurally a weird game. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, a beta, it's like, sort of, de- you know, it is sort of a precursor to that Destiny structure in a way as well, where it's like this weird hub, and then you're going out on the, but yeah, the way it like flashes back, yeah. two halo missions uh, odst <laughs> i love that game. it's so yeah, weird it is yeah um and then the only other thing that i'm putting time into um has been deep rock galactic i've been mm. playing hey, nice. playing some more of that solo and just really using the server server joiner now is has completely changed the way i play multiplayer in that game because it's oh, so easy so to like boot up an assignment go look up like go look for a lobby that's running that hey, assignment I'm, mission you need to yeah. and i'm glad you looked into that because it's like the language and communication in that game makes it so it's like not even worth playing solo, even no, when you're not with friends. It's still great with uh, strangers. They, they do a great job of making the objectives in that game so digestible that you don't need overly strong communication or yeah. voice communication oh, yeah. in a way. Like having just a ping system and uh, the ability to uh, cheer your fellow dwarves on is is yeah. all you really need in that game. So it's... I actually wish that you couldn't uh, talk in game at all. 
Because every now and then you play with strangers and one guy's on mic talking, oh, yeah. and it like I don't know, I like prefer it when it's just yeah. the dwarves and their you know their hand gestures and the, mm. the pinging. I, I like that language more I than agree. people going, "Mine over here, mine over." It's like shut up, yeah. dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm having a soothing, yeah. chill game. Yeah, like it's I don't not... know where this next thing is. We're gonna find it together quietly. Like that's kind of there's a novelty to that. I think. Yeah. Um, Deep Rock Galactic is a very good video game. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be back to it soon for a couple of sessions to see the new stuff. Yeah, tomorrow's the the expansion, so... Oh, um, if you're up, Ben, I, I'd be down. I'll, uh, we might have some visitors tomorrow, but I'll no keep worries, you no posted. But that's, no that's, that's been it for me. Uh, that's been it for me. One thing I will quickly mention um, is a game called Spiritfarer. Oh, yeah, I had, Let's yeah, go. I, Tell me about I'd it. I looked into that. It's on yeah, Game Pass. Um, it's very similar to how Ben described CrossCode, where it has amazing art and like the premise of this like slow, chill Stardew Valley thing where you're building up a boat yeah. uh, and meeting requirements for the different passages. Mm. Uh, I just thought it was like a nice, compelling, chill game, but it's weirdly linear in progression in a way which I, I find really off-putting. Mm. Uh, I think I got like three hours in and I think maybe it was starting to give me a bit more control over which tasks i wanted to do first but it just kind of felt like uh, the, the, the people were like you need a sawmill and then you can make this thing and now you've got a sawmill you can make this thing and go to this item and get this it felt weirdly linear for a game which like a genre and format which shouldn't be that way and i just without making choices i just, just i don't know i just kind of fell off and i wasn't that interested in it which is a shame because the aesthetic is great and I really love the idea of building up a giant boat which moves in real time. So mm. as you're traveling between islands, you're fishing or maintaining your mini farms. But uh, I, yeah, I just didn't find it compelling because I didn't feel like I had much agency over what I was supposed to do next. You have like two or three tasks and, you know, you just, you do them. And there's not many characters. I don't know. It just yeah. um, did, it didn't have the hooks of the Stardew Valley. I didn't get the bug where I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to go in the mines this day and then I'm going to farm this day. It was just like, a list of things I had to do in a reasonably linear order. There definitely is some flexibility, but just, I don't know, not enough for me to like be hooked by it. I just saw it for three hours. was like, that's, that's adorable and kind of moved on. It was Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had, I actually installed it and then never launched it and then uninstalled yeah. it. Because <laughs> you, yeah, you, you, you were, you're replacing Charon on the River of Sticks as the... Oh, Charon. As the, uh, as like the, boy. Yeah, the spirit uh... fair between like, yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> I could. <laughs> yeah, Spiritfarer has amazing art. Like, it looks yes, insane. it looked really nice. Yeah, quite similar to like Hades. Like bright, I saw a screenshot vibrant. of the writing, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it's all about death and like p- taking people to the underworld. And it looked like it, it immediately reminded me mm-hmm. of Night in the Woods, and I was like, hit the ejector seat button. It's not like that. It's just very soppy. It's all about dying and moving on and saying goodbye. And uh, I just just didn't. I just I didn't get the itch. I just didn't get the itch with that game. I just saw the three hours traveled in the boat and was like, I think, I feel like I've seen it. Yeah. It needs more flexibility. But that's- yeah. 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 I ha- I was like, I was playing, I have a bunch of games that I wanted to either finish or replay and the finishing games I could have finished, but then I, I figured out, like I got in the headspace of like, oh, I'll have a 3080, you know, a week after launch and I'll finish Horizon and Red Dead and then that didn't happen and now it's too close to everything else <laughs> yeah so i'm just gonna leave it so i have a bunch of i have a bunch of i need to finish horizon 
I want to finish Red Dead, and which my god, that game looks amazing at maxed out at 4K 60. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and then I have Control and Metro to replay with ray tracing on, and because Ooh. I want to replay those, but that'll like that'll. That'll do come winter when there's no games yeah, out December, again. December. We'll yeah, December, January. Um, but yeah, no, Hades is... And, and part of the reason I didn't finish those is also because Hades came out. And it's just, it has been like nonstop Hades for the last five weeks or six weeks. And it's just so comfy to play for a couple hours in the evening. Um, I mean, it, it was even like... <laughs> I, I booted up Jesus. Control and... Checked out a few other games. I was like, wow, that's cool. And then I went and played Hades on the 3090. <laughs> yeah, honestly, when you get into a roguelite of any sort, it's kind of yeah. hard to play other things just because it's so segmented in a way which is yeah. really flexible with any schedule you have. And it's well, like, and God, I don't know. You go through like the power progression loop every time in a 30-minute or less cycle, and it's really yeah. satisfying. And it feels like you're accomplishing something in every run. I really enjoyed this stretch too. of gaming. I was like going between Gungeon, Risk of Rain 2, and Hades all at the same time. Like, doing a run, doing a run, doing a run. And it was it was nice novelty. It was interesting. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It's been such a weird year for games. Mm-hmm. Um, if Hades feels like the first game that I played that I liked since... Doom I'm, in March. Since, yeah, Doom and Final Fantasy in the end of March, beginning of April, because... Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us sure weren't it. <laughs> no, Fall, Guy, Fall Guys was. Yeah, Fall Guys was like two weeks though for me. Like, yeah. I, I only played like 10 hours of Fall Guys. You know, That's enough Fall for Guys. me. I was going to talk good, about but... season two and how I kind of thought it was very disappointing, but I don't I haven't really even, have much to say. I haven't. I feel like Fall Guys has completely fallen off the face of the earth. Fall like, Guys? Yeah. yeah what, what is happening to Fall Guys is happening because... It, like what is happening to it is perfectly seems to be exactly the way it should be going right now. It's just like there's so little kind of fanfare that like or there wasn't anything to really keep you there quick enough for no, like it was flow. the right game at the right time. Oh yeah, for and it sure. was a but tremendous was three weeks, like, and I think it sort of going away is fine. You know, yeah. And I of just course, think it, it needed I, so much more content. Way, it needed way more co- content really quickly. Like no new finale in season two after two months. No oh, really? new finale. Oh wow! Like what are you thinking? Not a new finale. I thought yeah. I was going to be there for season two, but I, I haven't. I haven't even seen anything. I haven't heard anything about. I didn't even know it was out. But it's been out for like three weeks or something, right? Like there's, two yeah, weeks there's four new mini games, and and yeah. they're good. Like they're good mini games, but like they're not. Four mini games amongst twenty-two other mini games isn't enough to like do anything. And yeah. not having a new finale, like that's nuts. So Still, there's no new final rounds. It's just yeah. the same. It's just jump showdown, hexagon, uh, full mountain. After you know, no one wants to play tail games, so it's just basically three. Yeah. After two months, no new finale. That's crazy. It's not great. Me. Yeah. The yeah. finales is like what you're going towards. It's your aim. Mm-hmm. God. When when your game when your game like. Is predicated on level diversity. Like a game like Among Us is going to thrive because it's up to the player. You have yeah. everything you need already, and Among yeah. Us is the variable is the player. When the variable is the level and the player is the static item, it becomes very boring. And especially when we're living in 2020 and we need a drip of we need these games with a drip of new things more often. That's why we yeah. have dailies and weeklies in everything from Spelunky to Binding of Isaac to <laughs> yeah. Destiny. Yeah, like, like I don't want to yeah. be cynical. But, like, 
I know game design is hard, but they're just obstacle courses. Like, <laughs> I know. Just, that's you know, the thing. Yeah. It's so, it seems so simple that it's weird that there's so, it's been such a drip of content. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. get it. Like, I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to belittle people's jobs and the efforts and stuff. Four in two months? Mm-hmm. Obstacle yeah. courses? Where you just like slide down and bumble over things? <laughs> I know. It's like not even that much scripting. It's just that like, game should have shipped with like you. a forge. With all, all the like presets of the uh, oh, block dogs and let people you build their own levels. Twenty more rounds, I think. Yeah. Well, if even like I think even if you do like Steam Workshop, it would forego cheat like cheating so much because like at that point, who cares? But then again, I don't know. We're, we're I'm going down on Fall Guys well here. Like, who, yeah, who it cares? doesn't. I the forgot game, there was dark. one other game I played ten minutes of and then stopped playing forever, and it was called Crash Four. Oh yeah. Oh Crash shit. Four. I played two levels of that. We got a code from Activision yeah. just to. Disclosure as usual, but whatever. Um, no thanks, I'm good. No, that's fair. I think, yeah, I think that game is like the mushiest, loosest feeling platformer I have ever played. Really? It, I thought it oh felt my good. God, it is so loosey goosey. And the, the I, I just, yeah, I was like, nah, no, oh, I'm good. I, dis- I disagree. I think Crash 4 was a good sequel to the, the Crash uh, series. No, no, I, I, I'm not saying, it, yeah, people seem to be very happy with it, in yeah. the, which is great. But it's just not, not, I have very specific brain needs for platformers and mm-hmm. Crash went in the exact opposite direction of every one of them. Uh, and, uh, I played two levels, got halfway through the third one and I was just like, nope, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Um, I think it's, uh, for what it is, I think yeah. it's uh, done a really good job. I'm hoping it comes to Game Pass as a Sony exclusive. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, no, no it's, it's not, not on Xbox. I know it's I know it's not exclusive, yeah. but it's uh, yeah, that game's not gonna. Like to do a sequel to like a oh, it is Activision game. Though, yeah. It's yeah. such a weird thing, and it it feels like a like Crash Four. It yeah. won me. That's yeah, cool. the, uh, the the reveal or whenever they showed it off, it won me over. Like I'm I'm definitely interested to play it at some point. Just yeah. with yeah, the, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't spend forty to sixty bucks on it, but it is good. Not yeah. not right now. No, like you playing <laughs> like you playing Battletoads, Ben. It's in that realm. For sure, but and that was great because I didn't pay to play yeah, that game exactly. outside of my subscription yeah. fee. Yeah, both of the Activision put out two neat releases in the last month, which was the Tony Hawk remake and Crash Four, mm. um, and both seemed really great. Everyone seemed really happy with both of them, and neither of them are are for me at all, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever, yeah, fine. I, I don't really care. And then Doom, the Doom DLC did just come out yesterday. I played like you know the first half an hour or an hour of that, but yeah, it's Doom. It's hard. It was, it was hard to go DLC back. That DLC is I, fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, though. I, that's, I want it to be that way, but it is. I had to stop playing today after the uh, the first Slayer game, because I it's was great. just like... I was after I beat the exhausted. first level, I, I did the same thing. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta walk away. I gotta go sit yeah. down on the couch and like do some breathing meditation oh. or something to oh, bring my heart so, rate down. <laughs> it's so demanding, the DLC. It's good. It's so but difficult. Jesus, man, yeah, it's yeah, it's up. great. It looks so good as well. God, I, I always forget how good that game looks. Mm. But yeah, it, quiet last month, but that's okay. Uh, quiet for games, mm-hmm. not quiet for news about games. No. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And then, you know, next month, obviously. Um, it's going to be a good one. It's yeah. going to be busy. It's a busy one. So, I can't believe, like, yeah, we'll probably have next-gen consoles by the time we record. Well, two of us might. Yeah. No, we when won't. is the Xbox <laughs> come out? The 10th. The 10th. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then the 12th for us for NA, PS5. Yeah. And then the I'm excited to you. yeah I'm excited and then to get my 2022 hands on the next box. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited as well. I mean, you know, we I bitched and moaned about the PlayStation and Xbox, but you know, it's still a new console. They only come out once every seven or eight years. It is it's still exciting. Yeah. And November is going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff happening. 
Another fun gaming November. Who'd have thought? Just in time for the holidays. <laughs> oh, oh, also, I'm, I'm I really want to hear shut about up. Am- no, I'm I want to hear about Amnesia Rebirth on the next chat. I know Joe played like three hours, but I want to yeah yeah oh whole, yeah we hold it's a whole complete thought of that game because mm-hmm. it's the it. fall it's the dean next was, game after soma you know De- uh, dean dean was here when we, we were watching you play it joe last night uh which, dean which was here part? uh the whole pretty much the whole thing okay because the first uh, i will say the first hour does suck i thought it was really bad the first oh, first no. hour i definitely yeah. wouldn't never play that video game but i love watching you play it my friend but it's uh, it's it's going to where it should be going now. Yeah, it's it's amnesia ass amnesia right now. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what they were doing the first hour. We don't even have a lantern. You can't see anything. But once you get past that and it starts being amnesia, it's uh, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. It, seemed, it was looking yeah, it was starting to, to well, it was starting to look pretty good. amnesia-like. And it was yeah, looking pretty good. I'm curious story-wise if there's anything interesting in there. You know, when it's all said and done. I yeah, it, it seems pretty interesting so far. That's good. There's, I, <laughs> there's something going on with babies in that game. That's what I'll oh say. Oh, no. I, uh, I, Amnesia, a machine for pigs, not made by the same studio. You know, it was a different company. Mm-hmm. But I really like that game for the writing and the story stuff. I thought the, yeah. like, the writing in that game is pretty amazing. And the story is really fascinating in that game. And then Soma, obviously, by the same studio as Rebirth. Uh, Soma, but different writers for soma and amnesia rebirth so uh, yeah. yeah there's almost no way i like it as much as Soma, just because no, i'm biased towards sci-fi and yeah and soma <laughs> is like pretty explicitly like a story game first mm-hmm. and foremost yeah yeah but still we'll get, i'm curious we'll to hear yeah it's been a soma came out a long time ago <laughs> you know it's been it's been yeah. five years since soma came out and i i hope that this next game does well I, for them and i love mm-hmm. that game and it seemed to review well, so yeah. I reckon I, be... Amnesia will sell more. Oh god, yeah. I'm sure that's name. why they made it because Soma didn't do didn't sell very well. I don't think. Um, yeah. Which is. I think that's it. I think that's it, boys. We did it. We did it. Great to hear you guys' voices again. Hey, to talk to you, Ben. Hope things are going well. Hope mm. baby stuff goes well. Hmm. Things are going very, very well. My wife uh, just minutes ago snuck up behind me with a child, and I did not hear her. And so there was a sneaky Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is that thing? Yeah, uh, slipped through the recording. So if you heard that, there it is. <laughs> it's the behind the tape on that one. So good, good memes, good memes. Uh, but no, great. Well, uh, I love you. Goodbye.